93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday. It is November 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, in Chicago, a 7-year-old girl was out trick-or-treating in a bumblebee costume when she was critically injured after being shot. The girl was hit by a stray bullet in the upper chest area. She was taken to the hospital in critical condition and is now fighting for her life. A 30-year-old man was shot in the left hand and taken to a nearby hospital in good condition. The shooting occurred early Halloween evening as the girl was walking with her family and other trick-or-treaters along the street in the Little Village neighborhood. Police said a group of males were chasing another male along the street when someone in the group fired uh, at the intended victim. It was not immediately known if the wounded man was with the girl or uh, was one of the target was one targeted by the shooters. Police have no description of the gunman uh, no, and no one is in custody right now. Police said that there is surveillance camera near the crime scene, uh, which they're hoping to obtain the video and help them find the shooter. Severe storms toppled trees pulled down power lines across the area and sparked tornado warnings across the Delaware Valley. SEPTA suspended its Lansdale, Doylestown, and Warminster lines service uh, early Friday morning due to the weather-related issues uh, and downed trees and down Pico wires. The Norristown High Speed Line service is suspended between the Radnor Station and Norristown Transportation Center until further notice because of weather-related issues. The line will operate between 69th Street and Radnor Station. The emergency manager director of Delaware County believes a tornado touched down and damaged two dozen homes on the Chelsea Court in Thornberry Township. Mm. A shelter has been set up at the Glen Mills mm. Elementary School. Crews spent more than an hour trying to get an elderly couple after a large tree fell onto their home in Ambler, Montgomery County. The couple was asleep at about 1130 when a massive tree came crashing down on the back of their house, uh, which was on the 100 block of Tennis Avenue. Family members called for help, saying that the couple, a 70-year-old and 80-year-old, were trapped on the second floor. Firefighters had to use a crane to help rescue them. So we're in Mount Air. You got our tornado warning around 1110 last night, 1115 last night. Night. Nick, you had it when? Uh, around the same time. Yeah. And uh, we did lose power. And um, nice to see you guys. They just got here. Yeah. <laughs> just got here. Yeah, my alarm clock uh, was blinking when I woke up this morning. But yeah, I mean, it was, and uh, the, the noise from the storm was yes, it really me. intense. And then, uh, but it was quick. The, the storm moved through the area pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah well, not only that, the, the the rain held off for much longer last night, which yeah, was good. It was. It was, it was very warm, and but you could when you started to feel the cooler air coming in, that's when you knew. You knew it was time. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, uh, Halloween was great last night. It, it held off. I think everybody kind of uh, was able to get out. But yeah. When that storm came through, it yeah. woke me up. I was already asleep. It woke me up out of a dead sleep, and then and I was I was telling Nick it was so loud, and then all of a sudden it was gone, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Is that the tornado? Hey, right. what, man, with that with the looming. Uh, forecast, it did. I don't know about you guys and Casey and I were talking. Trick or treating wrapped up pretty early last night. Yes. People were ready yes. to. They got it in. Yep. And they got it done quickly. Yep. And I was like, that was nice. Yep. We I, were like I, the last I'm ones done. out, and I'm like, is, is oh, everyone really? in now? Yeah. We had a we had a classic model, which is the the youngest were out at about five. Getting older throughout the evening, and then with the teenagers who are wondering, can we still trick or treat? Out at about eight thirty nine o'clock. Uh, that was my son, my, <laughs> my nineteen year old, and his buddy were like, "We're going out," and I'm like, "Dude, it's like it's after eight. And like, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> they threw on a costume and went out. And went ran out. out. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Um, driving through Conshohocken this morning, it was. I mean, black. It was in the dark. It was dark, yeah. Yes, and it was like eerie. I was driving through. I'm like, okay, all yeah, the yeah, lights yeah. are out, like everything. So I was looking out the window at some point last night. <laughs>
and I don't know if it was a transformer explosion, but there were some. Uh, there, <laughs> Sorry, uh, there were some uh, strange and really bright lights in the Kanchaka direction. From really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well, I know you like maybe. to do experiments, Kathy. Maybe yes, that was from, <laughs> from her laboratory. Um, so the storm caused a lot of limbs to fall on Butler Pike, knocking down traffic lights in most of Ambler. Wires are down at Skipack and Butler Pikes in Bluebell. The storm also caused minor flooding on the Schuylkill Expressway. <clears throat> the water has since receded. Power outages grew overnight. By early Friday morning, Pico said that more than 120,000 customers were without service in Pennsylvania. Atlantic City Electric had over 3,000 outages. Now, some schools are closed today because of the power outages, uh, and the list is growing. So right now, Wissahickon School District is closed, along with Germantown Academy. And then in Bucks County, three central Bucks schools are closed. CB West, CB South, and Bridge Valley Elementary School. All the other schools do have to report. Uh, And Wingus, like you said, Preston, will continue today. So we're not in the clear yet. Now that Halloween is in the books, the King of Prussian Mall is prepping for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to get ahead of the parking situation at the mall during the holiday season. So the King of Prussia Mall is now offering a select few reserved spots for customers who in all of, are all about convenience during the height of the holidays. The new feature is available now, so they're testing it out now, hoping that uh, they can kind of get the kinks uh, ironed out before Christmas. It allows Express customers to reserve a spot through the app called My Park that can be downloaded on a cell phone. The app will ask customers when they will arrive up to four hours in advance, assign them spots, and then hold the spot with hmm. the device that will retract when the correct vehicle pulls up to the spot. Now, the mall thinks this will be helpful to shoppers who have a quick stop to buy a gift card, make an exchange, or pick something up that they've purchased online. So this isn't something where you're going to go, you park, and you shop for hours. This is if you're trying to run in and out of the mall. Okay, wait, wait, but is this, uh, do you have to pay for this? Uh... No, the reservation really? is good okay, for a that's half an hour, right. and the parking spot is free. But if you go over that half hour, you'll then be charged $3. Okay, All so this is a way for them to make money on parking. Uh, okay. Uh, so far, there are five spaces available for reservation out of the 13,000 available for parking. Five? At the King, yeah, the King of Prussia Mall. Okay. Uh, I don't see any potential for any kind of parking lot or altercation or road uh, rage. Uh, uh, but they're going to add, so I think they're testing it out. I think they're going to add more as the holidays approach if this hmm. works and they think that people are okay. using it and people like it. So right now they've got these five spots that are available. You'll, you, you have to make a reservation on the app. You can pull in, I guess. I don't know how it's detecting your car with but, the app probably with the app pro- proximity right right but it, but so it'll it'll release the spot when the correct car pulls in okay well, he's saying a proximity when it when it detects when it, your phone in yeah. the area yeah. okay right yeah, right maybe right it will that makes disengage. sense uh, yeah. so I, I see this is kind of being like the uh the red light cameras as you're going up uh an on-ramp onto a uh onto a highway you know so if they can sort of start to train people to get, get their time limited, be a little bit more surgical about their shopping. I think they're obviously looking to get a bigger turnover in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, right? well, listen, this this is for me because a lot of times I will do shopping online and then I'll run to the store to do a return or like they said, you pick up something that you purchased online that you've, right. you, know, you just need to quick grab. A lot of times I'm not spending hours at the mall, so I might try this out. But also, if, you, if this is for 30 minutes, you just want to run in and out, right? And around the holidays, you know how you can just run in and out in of the mall out. real quick. In 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, in 30 yeah. minutes. And any store you're going to go to that well, then, doesn't line out the freaking door. Preston, yeah. then you might have to pay them some money. I yeah. know, I know. In case he's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, the placement of these stupid things, uh, are it, it, they're terrible. They, they should be in the front of the parking spot because it's like... You know when you're going in to park, and uh, you're talking about the gate, the, the gate the, that okay. that goes that retracts up Where and down. Is it? it looks like it's in the, in the uh, middle. Uh, we're watching a video. It looks like it's in the middle. Have you ever go, gone to pull into a spot, and there's like a motorcycle in little there car. or a little car or whatever? Yeah. Like it's it's like that. It's going to have people pulling 
halfway into these spots because yeah, yeah, you're right. But the, the whole thing is probably. that they're they're looking to obviously counter online shopping, so to make it as quick as possible, yep. so that you do have a scenario where I'm just going to go get it now. And if they can ensure that you'd have a quicker turnaround, that's something. So they're they're trying everything they can yeah, they to prob- pull some of that. They probably researched one of the top complaints yeah. of going maybe that mall in particular or larger malls is parking. It's an issue. It's yeah. an, I, I don't go anymore because uh, trying to park and get in it takes too much time. So they're trying to counter that. I'll I, tell you what though, these are these look like they're in a parking garage. I guess that new parking garage outside of like the newer area. I, I know wonder, exactly where it is. Yeah, I wonder if they they had to have, I, but I don't know for sure if there are surveillance cameras because remember years right. ago my car got broken into and I parked in the garage and they told me we don't have cameras in the garage. So since then, I park outside anytime yeah. I'm shopping, especially during the holiday season. So I wonder uh, if this garage has has cameras because otherwise I... I'm staying outside. <laughs> well, we'll see it Wednesday night, right? We're going to see in the, the general area. We'll be at the uh, the mall. Uh, that's not... When is Wait, that? he, he said that we were yeah, all like, what? No, no, it's, it is November. It's, and it's like, two, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Today is November. It's two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Two weeks, okay, so it'll cool. be November 14th. <laughs> so we can check and it out. And it's a Thursday night. Today is November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The 76ers, Joel Embiid, and the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, each received a two-game suspension for their roles in an altercation in their game in Philadelphia Wednesday night. Embiid and Towns became tangled in the third quarter of the Sixers' 117-95 victory and wrestled each other to the floor before coaches and teammates separated them. Towns initially threw a punch that didn't land on Embiid, who later poked Towns in the eye with his thumb. Embiid and Towns also exchanged words on social media late into the night. Embiid will be serving his suspension on Saturday uh, when the 76ers visit Portland Trailblazers in an opening game of a four-game road trip out west. Town suspension will also begin Saturday when the Wolves visit the Washington Wizards. The 76ers' Ben Simmons was not disciplined for his role in the fight. And the Flyers will play in New Jersey against the Devils tonight. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. uh, Thank you very much, Kathy. A couple things. Uh, We're having some issues with uh, the website WMMR.com. i got Marissa trying to get in touch with the proper people. So if you normally stream or something, you're having some issues. Uh, we'll work on that, uh, see if we can get things fixed. Uh, number two, I did mention that today is the first day of November. That means we need to flip over the calendar. Oh, wow. Yep, so we are going to say goodbye uh, to Miss October, who happens to be Angelina. You remember she was in the kitchen in this particular photo shoot that we did for the Totally Office calendar. She had the uh, handprint on her high knee. Just seems like you were flipping it. Over yesterday, she was baking, and oops, her hand got on her butt. Uh, but now we we head to another part of the of the house that we shot in, and uh, our calendar girl for the month of November is the amazing Ashley. Yeah. Ashley is from Cape May, New Jersey. On the way to Cape May, uh, so she shows all her glory in some uh, bathing suits in this particular two shot that we have here. And uh, you can take a look now at your calendar if you happen to have one. Go ahead and flip that over and get ready for November, and we are going to have a new calendar in the very near future. Yeah, we'll give yeah. You the details on that, uh, where you get it and when and how all that stuff is, but for now, enjoy the glory that is Ashley, the month of November in the Totally Office calendar. A couple of uh, guests on the program today. We will have in our studio Mr. Tom Cotter, who's going to be performing at the Sellersville Theater tonight, uh, so he stops in in the 8 o'clock hour. 
We also have Tina Hutchins. She is the sister of Michael Hutchins, lead singer of the band In Excess. Yeah. Uh, taken from us too soon. Had a horrible uh, death. And, and we'll uh, we'll talk about her. She, she writes this memoir about him and her and uh, their lives together. And I always... Loved that man in excess. I always thought he was a very cool, dynamic. I agree. Really charismatic front man. Uh, and I'm curious as to you know what we can find in the book. So she's stopping by today. She's got a book signing uh, that is at Barnes and Noble in Fairless Hills on the fifth. So she stops in today. Uh, we will also have our friends from Red Robin. Red Robin. Yum. Casey, you're the only one. Yeah, I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> I thought every, I thought we were going to get this great oh. River, Valley, River Valley vocal band, Red Robin. <laughs> oh, and there it is. Perfect harmony. Perfect harmony. I mean, we almost I have to fight to go out of harmony. You never have seen that? No. What? I don't know this one. You guys know I love jingles and things. <laughs> you don't know the Red Robin no. jingle? All right. Oh, wow. It's on the it's really top, difficult everybody. to remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Red Robin. Yum. yum. Okay, we're saying yum. Got yum. it. Yes. Yeah. Got it. So I'm in. They're stopping by today, and we will have some morning. $50 gift cards to give away, and uh, they are bringing by some goodie burgers, as you would imagine. So we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. We have these things and more taking place, prizes. We're giving those away. We have a Word of the Week prize, $500 Steven Singer gift card, and uh, some other stuff that you can win. So we'll take a break, come back in a second, get the entertainment report as per usual. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. What does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, for starters, my competition really hates me. Watch as we get closer and closer to Black Friday. All my competition will start having their crappy sales. I must be in a business of idiots. What magical, mystical thing happened that made this diamond ring 70% less? You're just too smart to buy this crap. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Come to Steven Singer on Jewelers Row. One place, one price. Or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so our stupid question this morning, get it correct, and you'll win a family four-pack of tickets to the worst-case scenario survival experiences, which is now open at the Franklin Institute. The question that I have for you today, when the German Empire was founded in 1871, over half of its area came from which existing kingdom? Hmm. 215263WMMR when the German empire was founded in 1871 over half of its area came from which existing kingdom so this is prior to bombing pearl harbor 215263WMMR the germans bombed pearl harbor way after that yeah Steve. way yeah. after that yep exactly so uh let's go through some birthdays <laughs> germans <laughs> I'm rolling. Uh, so, uh, birthdays today on the first day of November include Miss Tony Collette. Tony Collette. 47 years old. She shot a couple of movies here in Philadelphia. She did. She did The Sixth Sense, obviously. Blew us away with that. And then there's another movie called In Her Shoes. that they like. Sh- yeah, I thought it was good, too. And, and it's cool seeing some spots in Philly where they did shoot. So. And she's in the new movie Knives Out. Uh, uh, that is correct. Yes. A star-studded cast in that. But, uh... It's pretty wild. If you go back to, to seeing her in Muriel's wedding, she looks completely, completely different. Completely different. And then she movie. can look sexy. She can. Uh, but but her, in, in uh, The Sixth Sense, it's just such a such an incredible performance. Yep. Uh, she nails the accent, the dialect. Yeah, uh, She's great. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good like really that. Good. And I remember at the time when that movie came out, and it was the first time we met M. Night Shyamalan, and it was when Marilyn was on the show. And I'm like, Knight, Tony Collette's character, it's Marilyn. Yeah, yeah. Single mom. Yeah. 
you know, reddish hair and kind of that uh, fiery attitude. Yeah. Yeah. son. I was like, it's it's right. Yeah, having her, yeah. her only son, and and I thought it was is perfect. He's like, you know what? You're right. Uh, so she's 47 today. It's Larry Flint's birthday oh today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bill Weston's favorite guest. Oh, my God. Hard to listen to. Why does the guy talk that way? <laughs> well, I believe he was shot nine times. Why does he sit in that chair all the time? He's an invalid. Why does he keep talking about porn? He runs Hustler. I'll never forget that. Bill's like, yeah, why does he talk like that? Bill, you don't know the, you don't know the Larry shot, Flint story. Shot multiple times by an assassin. Yeah. He had a stroke. He's, you know, he's... Well, whatever. He didn't bring the funny. Uh, he didn't bring the ha ha. <laughs> he didn't bring the ha ha at all. Uh, Larry Flint is 77 today. Uh, Jenny McCarthy is uh, 47. Jenny has been the So she's now on what is the number one show on television, which is The Mass Singer. Uh, but uh, that's the number one show. The on number TV. one show on television. Wow. Uh, now <laughs> I have not watched that yet. I've not seen her. How does she look compared to when we see her on New Year's Eve? Robotic. Like, Who is that again? Robotic. Too much. Stuff. Too much. Yeah. Too much oh, stuff to the man. Face. When yeah. she first came on the scene, Preston, uh, her Playboy years, she had that very healthy girl next door sort of look. She probably had at that point maybe like a boob job or something. She but was phenomenally beautiful. Who's Playmate of the Year? I mean, that's stunning. And I think she's talented. I yeah, think she's yeah. you know, and I, I like her. Yeah. I just think. Stop. Yeah, but I guess, you know what? You, Why do you people look... do that to themselves? <laughs> As we said yesterday. Leave well enough alone. Jenny is 47. Anthony Kiedis has his birthday today. Lead singer of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And has done some acting in well, his own right. Point break. Yep. Yeah, and uh, what else has he done? He's one of those surfers. Uh, you know what, Steve? I don't know. Nick, can you pull yeah. up his IMDb? He played, he played Patsy Cline in Coal Miner's Daughter. Now, his dad was an actor as well. If you remember yeah, yeah. in the scene from... Um, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon in the beginning when Riggs is buying Christmas trees on the Christmas tree lot and he ends up grabbing one of these guys, one of the criminals grabs him yeah. and holds a gun to him. It's Anthony Kiedis' dad. It is, and he actually, and Anthony Kiedis has been very candid about it. The dad has been very candid about it. It was his dad that got him into drugs. Yeah, his dad was a bit of a partier. And brought his buddy, his kid, along for the ride. Brought into the Hollywood scene big time, yeah. yeah. He was he in that movie, The Chase. You remember that with Charlie Sheen? Uh, I do. And and Flea is in that, isn't he? I believe you're right, uh, Casey. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. You didn't... It's a rough start No, trust day. me, I'm banged up myself. Uh, you're not. You're Steve, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. I'll check my license. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flea's done uh, a lot more than, uh, than Anthony, but maybe they have been in some movies. Flea actually together. started in the Anthony Kiedis story, which wow. was a bizarre bit of Casting. Amazing. He's 57 today, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, Rick Allen, drummer of Def Leppard, one-armed drummer. Obviously, he was in a car accident, lost his drum, continue, lost his arm, continued to play with that band. And uh, I, I've always been amazed at how great he is. He was a fun uh, interview, too. He was wonderful. And But, I mean, I liked him before he lost his arm as a drummer. I just thought he did some cool, solid stuff. And then once he, he, you know, it was about the time that these uh, trigger pedals started to yeah. uh, to become a part of, uh, of tech and music. And he was one of the first people to jump on it. And he made, it is hard to do what he does. I would imagine. And especially he, when you've been trained and you all your skills are focused one way and you've got to seismically shift them the other way. It's like starting over. Yeah. And, and uh, beginning with, with the very big, you know, starting building blocks and, and relearning everything. And, and he did it. And, and I saw him in concert several times with those guys 
uh, post-accident, and he's great. So, And he was a super nice guy when he came by here. He's 56 today. Uh, Steve, Jen, uh, Jim Steinman. Oh, my God. We were just talking about uh, the uh, meatloaf, and yeah. uh, you're playing Dashboard by the Lights on the drum kit. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, so, so I'll do this thing, not to do an extended drummer conversation here, but I'll, I'll uh, take my phone and, and all my music I have in my library I'll just hit shuffle, and whatever comes up, I'll force myself to play it. Even if, like, I was playing Country Roads. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, John yeah, Denver. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. whatever comes up, play to it, no matter what, even if it's really not a rocking song or a song you feel like playing. And I was done. I was finished. I was getting ready to turn it off. And all of a sudden, I hear, boo de beep beep boo de beep beep And I just, oh, yeah. I'm going to jam. It was like an eight-minute commitment. And it was so much fun to play. I loved it. It changes it's, it's, so much. It's great music. It's yeah. very theatrical. Right, so right. it changes tempos. It has little breaks in it. You know, it's like you're playing to a stage show. It's a lot of fun. So Steinman stuff is always like very anthemic and larger yeah. than life. And Meatloaf had the larger, has the larger than life voice uh, to perform it. I think he was like uh, after a while was sort of dismissed. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. I think he's a really good songwriter. I don't know how the hell. And I saw them in concert in his uh, second moment with, you know, I Would Do Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back into Which Hell. Is a big hit. Uh, how he plays piano wearing leather gloves. <laughs> <laughs> how does he do that? Yeah, I, that's right. I, I don't know. <laughs> you but should have some feeling of the keys. Yeah, he's 72 today. And then the last birthday I saw is actor Logan Marshall Green oh. in the movie Prometheus, Spider-Man Homecoming. He's the first shocker. There were yes, two shockers yes. in the movie. And he's the guy that stars in Upgrade. Yeah, he's, he plays one in the pink, two in the stink. He's the main... <laughs> not that <laughs> shocker. He's oh. the main character in Upgrade, which is a <laughs> insane movie. And uh, with a, a really... Unsettling ending, yeah, very much. Yeah, so. I interviewed him once. There was a TV show uh, with Dylan McDermott called Dark Blue, and there was a junket, and I went out and interviewed him. And I didn't know much about him. He could not have been a nicer guy. But one of his best friends in Hollywood is um, Rob McElhenney. They, no way. Yeah, they grew up okay. in the same acting circles and huh. helped each other uh, get breaks over the years. So right. Rob and Logan have been friends for a long time. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating on this day. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, when the German Empire was founded in 1871, over half of its area came from which existing kingdom? 215-263-WMMR. Kingdom being the operative word here. I'm going to go to Josh C. Hey, Josh, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you at work. Uh, it's all good, buddy. All right, what existing kingdom are we talking about? How about Kinga? How about Prussia, like Kathy's favorite mall? The yeah. kingdom of Prussia. Yeah. How about Kinga? <laughs> With the singer and the Juna and the Muna. I love the singer. Bottom sky of blue and a T or two. All right, Josh, hang on. Okay, so I'm going to hang on a second. Uh, we're going to set you up with a family four-pack of tickets for the worst-case scenario. Survival experience now open at the Franklin Institute. To order tickets, visit fi.edu. Casey's got to go. Yeah. Santa's got to go. Santa's, Santa's got to go. go. Yeah, so I'll try and make it back. Oh, you will? Yeah, yeah. I, let's see if it's I a little can. Family issue, so I just want to make sure we everything's okay. Oh, I know everything's My good. My wife's listening. Let's just mama. say six pounds, five ounces. Oh, <laughs> yes, I got to take a dump. All right. all right, go on about your way. So, all is right. Marissa going to come in here? Yeah, she's going to. All right, thank Probably. you. Probably. We'll the wee one. Yeah. All right. They're all drawing right. straws in the other room. I have some entertainment stories. Entertainment! World of entertainment. Let's begin with, ah, let's begin with Halloween. How about that? All right. Yes. Okay. Who Big doings. What did everybody do? What did they dress up as? What did the celebs do? How are they just like us? How are they just like us? <laughs> some of the all-stars from Tinseltown would include Kylie Jenner. She went as Ariel in the Little Mermaid outfit. And we then Marilyn Monroe. 
see that's oh. that's the Hollywood thing to do. You start the evening. Yeah. You have you basically have wardrobe changes throughout the night. The only one who does not do that is Heidi Klum because hers are so elaborate. She stays with one. Costume. I don't have any oh, really? word on what she was yesterday. You need though. to see. It's like uh, like almost like a, a, like a Borg queen with cybernetic oh. stuff and exposed flesh and weird. <laughs> yeah, she like I not wonder, not pretty weird. How much do you think she spends? She's got to spend a couple of grand oh, on those things. A few thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. yeah so oh we're looking God. at video. Yeah. She has. Um, what? That is messed up, dude. That's that's got to be. That's got to be like five hour. to ten thousand dollars worth, and that's and hours of and work. hours, Kathy. And it also has to. It obviously, she's accessing professional. Yeah. Oh my God, the tops! Yeah. I would imagine that's like uh, you know Lucas yeah. stuff. Uh, so wow. All right, some people, some people go a notch up. Her nipples uh, are connected to her back. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> she has these hoses going from her nips. They go into her neck. <laughs> Which is actually kind of cool because if you get a back massage, you're also getting felt up at the same time. And she's got exposed intestines, and she's got some kind of uh, contraption over her nanny hoo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, that is disturbing. Wow, well, good on her, man. That's actually a uh, that's a, uh, a uh, pizza maker. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well it's a dual purpose. <laughs> so besides uh, Little Mermaid and Marilyn Monroe, Kylie Jenner earlier in the week dressed up as a Playboy bunny and collaborated with her BFF, Anastasia Stassi, Karen Kolau. Collab. Collabed as uh, Britney Spears and Madonna for their iconic 2003 MTV Video Music Awards performance and kiss, of course. They're just the best. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I, I'm unbelievably fascinated with them. Wait, just out of curiosity, where are they go? Like, where did Heidi Klum go in that costume? Do we know? Uh, my no. guess is, uh, well, she actually throws a huge Halloween party herself. Okay. So All that's right. part of the deal. And, and it's usually on Halloween proper. Okay. Kim Kardashian dressed as Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. She did uh, a little video. Did you see that? Nope. She did the video of the Reese Witherspoon submission in that movie when she's trying to get into law school. So it's her in a bikini. Her in a bikini. Uh, the same thing. And you and what it really does, though, is give you an appreciation of how little Kim Kardashian can act. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that might be worth watching. <laughs> it's now. worth finding out how talentless she is. Uh, Jason Momoa dressed as Elvis uh, when he showed up for the Ellen DeGeneres show yesterday. Uh, he had told Ellen, I'm obsessed with Elvis slightly, and he did a, an impression of uh, the king, and he said, I just love him. My mama raised me on him, and so I'm obsessed. Uh, I'm so obsessed I bought a bike like him. I didn't know that. I guess, no, you know what? If you're from Hawaii, though, and that's where he's from, yes? Uh, yeah, he is. Right. I so, so. so in Hawaii, the adoration for Elvis is like Las Vegas. Yep. Off the charts. And he said, I got an old 55 pink Cadillac, too. Ah. Huh. Uh, so he's it's a pink jumpsuit <laughs> with the cape and the whole thing. And Pretty good. Going through the audience, doing the, the hip movements and stuff. That's awesome. Does it say what Ellen was? Because she was dressed up, too. It does not. It, um, I, I saw it. It's pretty wild. She's got fake. I don't know who she was specifically, but I know, fake, fake boobs. Fake uh, yeah, boobs? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, long blonde hair. Fishnet stockings. Kevin Hart uh, trolled uh, Dwayne Johnson wearing his iconic 90s look. The blue jeans, black turtleneck <laughs> chain, and black <laughs> fanny pack. It is so damn funny. I haven't seen that. It's brilliant. The original photo was funny enough. Nick, pull that up and show Steve. Steve, walk over to his. Oh, here it is. Press there it. you go. Oh, that's Isn't that great. <laughs> yeah. Well done. So you ha- okay. That is great. By the way, Kevin looks good. I, I don't know uh, what his status is as far as being able to stand and hold a pose and whatever. But he's able to exercise. He's able to work out. Uh, he's still got about a year of physical rehab because his his spine, you know, was broken. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so the girl that does my hair at Gravity Hair Salon, she uh, also did, she she had a three-way picture. I can't find it. I can only find the one uh, next to the rock, but she did the same oh, thing. that's great. <laughs> but it was just on a normal day. It wasn't Halloween. <laughs> she just had this outfit, and someone was like, uh, you look just like him. Oh, she, she just kind this, of picked that out. Yes, on her this own was from knowing. like months ago, That's and so great. they did a side by side, and then she added Kevin Hart yesterday. It's, I love it's it. in in the world of celebrity uh, embarrassing pictures. There's that one, and then there's the one that we talked about with Adam Goldberg, the one he had taken as a kid in the white Lord Fauntleroy outfit. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Uh, on the Today Show, uh, the co-host went all out. Carson Daly and Savannah Guthrie dressed as uh, Greasy Danny and Sandy. Hoda Copy brought her in her Saturday Night Fever. Jenna Bush Hagerend uh, and Willie Geist uh, recreated Dirty Dancing's iconic dance lift scene. Craig Melvin and Al Roker butted up as Fresh Prince of Bel-Air characters. Jennifer Garner went as a mailbox. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so she decided not to do a, a celeb or a, a movie character. She went with a more I'm sure she looks cute. Thing. Yeah, oh, she did sure go she out with, uh, with Ben. They were out together. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. Uh, Drake showed up to a Halloween party dressed as his dad, Dennis Graham. Do we know what his uh, dad looks like? Does his dad have a very recognizable look? Not that I know of. I'm just reading this. So yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he's wearing a skull cap and uh, he did a fake beard and mustache yeah. and glasses. So. He, he looks like his dad. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, Cardi B put her own spin on Poison Ivy, naming her costume Money Ivy. And later appeared on Ellen Dressed Up that's as just, Cardi E. That's just brilliant. Isn't it just brilliant? <laughs> They're just like us. Cardi E. Just Did you see uh, Alex Holly yesterday at Fox? Yeah, she was uh, She was the, uh, in Gremlins 2. Yeah. The real, remember the Gremlin that had the, the lipstick and, and it was sort of like a like a starlet? Yep. That, that kind of thing? That's what she was. Nice. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at a picture of it. That's Pretty great. awesome. Oh, that's wow. great. Nice job. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. has pleaded not guilty to new charges of forcible touching and sexual abuse in the third degree in his sexual misconduct case in New York. Uh, it's the third time that he's been charged with sexual misconduct. Does he get any kind of bonus points or an award if he hits like 100? I don't know. Uh, he has a card. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they punch it. Oh, my God. It's uh, like, yeah. You're in the club now. Prosecutors Thursday said that several other women had contacted them to testify against a 51-year-old, and they said that they uh, intend to have up to a dozen women testify against the star to establish a pattern of unwanted touching. It's interesting because in some cases they won't let other people. I think that was an issue with Bill Cosby about you know who you could have testify and who you could have support the case, yeah. and I guess the judge is allowing all of these people to come in and support um, this pattern of behavior. Yeah. Uh, the judge, Curtis Farber, will rule in December whether or not they can do that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's still yet to be decided. Yeah, so he's he's pleaded not guilty okay. and uh, to the third charge, but they're, they're trying to line these people up, and the judge is going to rule in December whether or not they can do that. Uh, both sides are doing court on January 2nd, by the way, to get things started. Uh, HBO's Game of Thrones is famous for many things, but the last season of the mega hit was rife with bloopers and fans Pounced on them, of course. Arguably the most notable was the appearance of the pivotal uh, season, uh, a Starbucks coffee cup. You guys remember that? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, on Jimmy Fallon's show, uh, Amelia admits that she knows who did it. She said, we had a party before the Emmys recently, and Conleth Hill, who plays Varys, uh, was sitting next to me in that scene. He pulls me aside, and he's like, Amelia, I've got to tell you something. 
I've got to tell you something, love. The coffee cup was mine. So it was his, she said. And which is typical of that character, by the way. Vares is a very slimy... Oh, is he? All well, right. he ended up... It, he's, he's very um, crafty. Let's okay. Put it that way. All right. So he knows where to get the coffee. He knows exactly where to get the coffee. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Demi Moore and her three daughters, Rumor, Scout, and Tallulah, sat down with Jada Pinkett Smith to reflect... Oh, Red Table Talk. ...on the 56-year-old's relapse and recovery from alcohol addiction. Uh, in a clip from Monday's Red Table Talk, uh, she had... Tallulah said that it was like a monster showed up. Huh. Uh, Tallulah said it was very weird, and there were moments where it would get... <laughs> where it would get angry. I recall being very upset and kind of treating her like a child and speaking to her like a child. Uh, it was not the mom that we had... That we had grown up with. Um, so, so it doesn't go into too much more detail on that, but yeah, they're opening up about it. It's just the three daughters, right? It's Tula, yeah. Rumor, and um, Scout. Scout. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And all from Willis, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, John Krasinski hit up the premiere of season two's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Who looks really good. I'm so excited. You loved season one, right? We tore right through it just like a few weeks ago. I was really and how late, good is he? Really late to the party. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. In it the is. Role. I. It's so funny because these shows they're out there now, and you kind of see him, or you may hear yeah. half that. Hey, that might be worth watching. And then you sit down and watch one, and you're like. How have I not been watching this? You know so, what I mean? So season one was out for just a little bit, and so many people kept coming to me and saying, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. And then I, whatever, for whatever reason, I was just sitting there too tired to move, and I said, all right, I clicked the button, and I, oh, my God. I know. They're right. Yeah. Yeah. And you were right, very much in, in the vein of uh, Bodyguard. Yes. Uh, yes. That type that of type tension, of vibe, yes. and, and I loved it. So I'm, I'm excited that I'll be able to watch the second season very, very soon. Coming up soon. Uh, so he told E how he and Emily Blunt maintain a happy marriage. He said, I gotta say it. it Step one, marry Emily Blunt. <laughs> it just sort of happens organically. It's one of those things where I was a huge fan of hers before I even met her. So I continue to be a huge fan of hers in everything she does. I think both of them don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. I think that probably helps as well. Seems that way. He said, so we're just extremely supportive. Uh, we get what the job is and that you got to travel and do some stuff, but it's always about coming home and being together. It's the most important thing. He said, family. They're just like us, Preston. He said, family for me, it's a non-negotiable thing. So if I'm honest, I was shooting 6,000 miles away from them and I uh, flew back every single weekend. So wow, okay. No, that's stupid. I read uh, I read all the <laughs> pretty excessive all the Jack Ryan books when I was um, when I was younger. Uh, you know, starting with like the Patriot Games and Hunter right. Red October, and and ended with I think Executive Orders, and then I think Clancy did a, a few different iterations of that. Yeah, uh, but I kind of gave up on the movies after the the Affleck one. But I, uh, you guys have been raving about the series, and I like Krasinski a lot. Oh, so, oh you so here's... this this is this is pure. Yeah. Pure to that okay. Jack Ryan mythos. Here, here's what I like about the Jack Ryan character is that it's very Bond in that you can jump in anywhere. Okay. And and so they've kind of reinvented, like, all that stuff that you've read and you've seen. Yeah. Don't even worry about okay. it. And it's a whole other story, and it's really well done. His skill set, he's capable with a lot without being outlandish. Right. You know, so he's not he's not Bondian. Not, no, I didn't mean it that way. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. But, I mean, he's... he's 
he constantly surprises you with what he can do. Yeah. But he was always reluctant to get into the fight in the books yes. and the movies. Is, is that, that, he, uh, he's, he's like, I'm an analyst. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's still, that thing is still there. Same cool. thing in, in Red October. He's like, I'm, I'm an analyst. Yeah. I, I don't know how to freaking drive a submarine. But when he has to, <laughs> he's got he does. It. He does yeah. it, yeah. Uh, so recommended all the way. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, the Disney movie Nightmare Before Christmas. Been around since 1993. Has yeah. Since then, it, since then, it sparked a debate among people as to whether it's a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. And now, 26 years, later, 26 years later, the film's composer Danny Elfman is weighing in on the topic. All right. So I, I would, by my reckoning, I would consider it a Christmas movie because the focus has to do with Christmas. Okay. Uh, it has to be with Jack Skellington wanting to have something more benevolent to do rather than Halloween. Okay. And so the actual, the crescendo of the movie, the third act in, involves them taking over Christmas. So I'd consider it a Christmas movie. Well, Danny Elfman says it's obviously about Christmas, but for me, it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> so I think it's whatever you want it to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I told you. I was like, oh, okay. I get it. He told USA Today, growing up, Halloween was my favorite night of the year, and Christmas was a troublesome time. Uh, into my adult years, it was a time where a bit of dark cloud would follow me around, probably carrying it over from my childhood until I had my own kids, and then I developed a new brighter view of Christmas. There's a whole bunch of interesting songs in this, and there's one that, that goes like, what's this? What's this? And then there's another song that goes, what's that? What's that? And so on and so on. The same song repeats in various versions throughout the thing, and by the end of it, you're like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I've never seen it. Neither have I, Kathy. It's good. It's good. I, I, it's, uh, it, it took a while to grow on me, Kathy. I remember seeing it in the theater and being, okay. My daughter loves and, it. And now I really, there, there are parts of it that I just think are wonderful. Uh, Kathy, I watched it with Ben not that long ago, and uh, what I had forgotten is that it's like an hour and 15 minutes long. It's, it's short. Right. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, Maybe I think weekend. I'm going to. It's a lot like Jack Ryan, Preston. Uh, okay. Yeah, very, very, similar. very similar. Okay, so we're going to do the, uh, the movie openings. And I don't know. So Marissa's filling in for Case. At the um, helm here. And normally we have our uh, 20th Century Fox. Might put in. Uh, she's trying to search for it. Casey had to take off. And uh, he's going to come back, though. But um, 20th Century Fox theme. I don't know where it is. Check under that. Flute. While you're looking for that, Casey texted us letting us know that the season two of Jack Ryan is out now. Is it out now? It's out now. Probably oh. today, then. Probably yeah. today. Yeah. All right. Should I do it live? Do it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And Marissa Pound. Oh, got so, God damn it. I, I did my best. <laughs> Three movies that I got here that are opening. Uh, we'll start with Arctic Dogs, family animated film directed by Aaron Woodley. Uh, lending the voices will be Angelica Houston, James Franco, Jeremy Renner, Alec Baldwin, John Cleese, Michael Madsen, Omar Sy, and Heidi Klum. Uh, it's about Swifty, an Arctic fox that tries to prove himself in order to fulfill his dream of becoming a top dog. This movie looks like it was orchestrated to make your kids go, what's this? Oh, yeah? Yeah. That guy's like, What is the purpose of this? It's just one of those things, that, one of those animated movies that kind of slips in between the other ones. 
Rated PG, uh, hour 32 minutes, no score yet on that film. Uh, next opening is Terminator Dark Fate. This looks interesting. Action film, directed by Tim Miller, stars Linda Hamilton, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mackenzie Davis, Gabriel Luna, um, Natalia Reyes, nah, nah, nah. and Diego Mineta, Bonita. Uh, Sarah Connor and a cyborg from her past must protect a young girl from a new generation of Terminator. Rated R, two hours, eight minutes long, 66 score Rotten Tomatoes so far. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Tim Miller was the director of the first Deadpool, I believe. I do if you do know. a quick check on that, so yeah. he's really good with action. Okay. Uh, let's see. Nick is looking. Yep. Yep. Uh, you yep. right. First Deadpool. You right. You right. And then Motherless Brooklyn is a thriller directed by Edward Norton and stars Edward Norton, Alec Baldwin, Gugu Mbatha-Raw. Gugu! Yeah. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, uh, Willem Dafoe, Bruce Willis, Cherry Jones, and Fisher Stevens. It's about a private detective who, with Tourette Syndrome that tries to solve the murder of his friend and mentor. Uh, rated R, two hours, 24 minutes long, and it's got a score of 64% so far. Shut the <laughs> Tourette's. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, it looks interesting, but uh, uh, maybe not. I haven't seen anything yeah, about yeah. it at all. And it takes place in... It's okay. <laughs> it looks like it takes place in maybe the, the 1940s or 50s, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so when Tourette's wouldn't have been understood no. at all and probably is a big plot point, I guess. So, I don't know. Now we're ready, Marissa. Hit it! Yeah, yeah, we're ready. We got the clips. <laughs> Uh, the sixth installment of Terminator franchise, as I was just mentioning, Terminator Dark Fate. It's a uh, replacement for Skynet, a new AI known as Legion. Legion. In this clip, director Tim Miller discusses where he got the inspiration for the name Legion. I met them 15 years ago. What in the world? So I was ready with the uh, timpani, but I wasn't ready with the actual it's intern, clip. It's intern Ben. But now we're ready, Preston. If you want to try that again. That was fun. I was going to call in sick today, too, guys. I know. Not Marissa's not well. doing well. You're doing a great job. No. Our pets, pets are falling off. Preston, you know how, like, in the comic book world, when they they have, like, they have Deadpool and they have Lady Deadpool, and then they have, you know, they, they always just put ladies. So today, Marissa's Lady Casey. By the, way, by the way, Casey's laughing his ass off yeah. right now in the car. Case, that was for you. Here's the clip. You know, you want it to sound like a cool name, but I also wanted to suggest that it's not a singular intelligence. I wanted it to feel like it was this big distributed intelligence that was more than it didn't see itself as a single entity. It, it became this sort of all-encompassing thing. Um, and so Legion seemed like a uh, the right name. Anyway... Uh, Terminator Dark Fate hits theaters today. Next clip, here we go. The Irishman, highly anticipated film set in the 1950s about a truck driver who gets involved with a family of crime is making its way to theaters after debuting at the New York Film Festival. And in this clip, Robert De Niro shares one of his favorite scenes. Here we go. The scenes I like are the one where Joe gives me the ring, where I'm to that, that whole sequence, the uh, Frank Shearing Day sequence where I speak to, you know, I talk to Jimmy and try and talk some, you know, reason with him what's going to happen. He's got to tone it down. I don't give a f- uh, So Pacino's playing Hoffa. Yes. Uh, Robert De Niro's playing Frank Sheeran. And uh, Joe Pesci is Russell Bufalino. I don't know any of the names. Other That's his character from Gone Fishing? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Frank Sheeran's from Philly. 
and uh, in an interview towards the end of his life, Frank Sheeran says that he's the one who killed Jimmy Hoffa. Um, and so I'm really interested. I, I can't wait for wow. this. Is this. Is this on Netflix today, or is it? Am I, somebody had said that, and I found uh, that hard to believe. Today, select theaters, Netflix, November 27th. November 27th. Okay, yeah. so the reviews are sensational for it. Oh, really? Uh, and it's, it's like three hours long. Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours Jeez. long. But yeah. they also say, Preston, that uh, while it is uh, uh, ground that Scorsese has covered before, it's he, no one does it better than he does, so it's worth it. Okay. But you know what? I just I just uh, exclaimed uh, when I heard it was three and a half hours long. But then again, I'll sit down and binge four shows yeah. in a row that are an hour long. I guess it's really not that bad. Should be little pause moments, probably. I um, think so. She can go pee pee. Yeah, please. Yeah. You know what? They should for movies that long. <laughs> they ought to bring back the intermission. They they, they did you know for what? um. They really should. What was the last movie? And it was fairly recently. Really? That had an intermission because I. Uh, do you guys, I mean, do you evacuate before you go into the theater? I do, and while I'm sitting there. <laughs> Good for yeah. you. Well, I, end, yeah. Endgame uh, was so long, and I knew that I didn't want to miss a moment of it, so I, ma- I was deliberately went to the bathroom right before Endgame began. And sometimes it's, it doesn't matter. You still got yeah. to get up and go. It's like I, I'm dying or something. Like, I will make sure that I go to the bathroom before anything. Like, before I get in the car, before I start to watch a movie. Like, it would be the end of the world if I had to go in the middle. <laughs> oh, it, it, it freaks me the hell out. I will sit there and literally die from whatever toxins are released in my urine <laughs> yeah. to my body. Because I, I cannot miss plot they, points. They should. For a three-hour movie, there should be... T- well... Five minutes tops. That's with, it. With the movie taverns and those seats, can't they have catheter service? Well, you know, has anybody considered <laughs> right? this yet? Get some fresh ones they hand out each time. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't have to worry about cleanliness, you know? All right. Anyway. It's not like a, a flashlight where you can double <laughs> up with a buddy. Sorry. Right, that's the entertainment news for you. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Uh, we have a few guests on the program. Comedian Tom Cotter is going to be here. Uh, Tina Hutchins, uh, sister of Michael Hutchins, singer of NXS, is a book out. She's going to stop in as well and a few other things, too. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. For the kids' motorcycle toy run, Sunday, November 3rd. Bikes will line up along Columbus Boulevard at Spring Garden starting at 9 a.m. with your Grand Marshal Jackie Bam Bam leading the way. Parade starts at noon when thousands of bikers set off on a 10-mile route through Philly, ending at Sugar House Casino to deliver new unwrapped toys to the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots program. Complete ride details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Kathy and I made an observation. We were in uh, <clears throat> our office before the uh, the show began this morning. Steve, you had already left. You had come in the studio. And we have a TV that's on in there. And uh, we keep an eye on the news and stuff like that. And so a commercial comes on. And I catch myself while I'm doing prep work. I catch myself whistling along to Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, it's because there was a commercial. And I hear, and he just goes... I- I'm whistling Jingle Bells. I got, I'm, I'm t- it's November 1st, right, and I'm yeah. singing Jingle Bells. Yep. All right. It was Halloween last night, it's, and now I'm singing Jingle Bells. <laughs> and Kathy made an astute observation because I said, can we at least get to Thanksgiving first before we get yeah. full into Christmas mode? And Kathy made a very astute observation. She said, you know what it is? Thanksgiving has become Philadelphia on the national weather map. <laughs> oh, my God. So... And I've said this for years now, that on the national weather map, if you, if you go to national TV news, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see Boston, New York, and then Washington, D.C. as you head down the East Coast. We get skipped over. 
Well, and you're right. Thanksgiving is becoming that. Now, I'm not going to be one of these bitches because I'll never, ever yeah, be are. able to change things. Right. And it is what it is, and that's fine. It's just kind of sad. It's the Fredo of of holidays, I think, amidst all this. Here's, here's, here's uh, uh, Thanksgiving commenting on that right now. I'm I... your older brother, Mike, and I was stepped over. <laughs> it ain't the way I wanted it. That's Thanksgiving. Poor I'm Thanksgiving. Smart. No, it's true. It's, it's true. And, and also, for us, it has an extra bit of... Um, importance because it is a couple of days off before camp out. I know. And so that means a lot. That's uh, that's what I put my foot down years ago about traveling anywhere for Thanksgiving. I'm like I I'm not going to go I want I need to have this time. Uh it's a wonderful holiday but you're right. And also because it traditionally doesn't generate anywhere near the revenue. Well, no. that's why. That's that Halloween why. or you have it's, the it's two heavy hitters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and know. then sandwiched in between is and honestly, for stuff that's as banal as family and love and care, it's my favorite. I know it's my yeah. favorite holiday. Well, yeah, it yeah. is. It's such a good yeah. holiday, and it really does kind of get skipped over. I mean, even but as what, far what? as in the stores, uh, when I went to Target yesterday, all of the Halloween stuff was, you know, in clearance, but so was some of the Thanksgiving stuff. So whatever they had, the very minimal Thanksgiving decorations and things it's like that clearance? that they had, yeah, it was in clearance with the Halloween stuff. Wow. Now, you can port some of your Halloween stuff over, but like the traditional, like a horn of plenty or, you know, some, some. I guess what I saw was a, it was a sign that said thankful. Right, right, right. So, and there's not a lot. Oh, those are killer. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your Thanksgiving decorations are awesome. But there's, you know, like a little turkey, you yes. know, sometimes right. a little uh, Something orange, yeah. a candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's so not a lot. I got my pilgrim costume. Yeah, but... I just put away all my skeletons and jack-o'-lanterns, like all of the Halloween stuff gets put away, but just did you pump- put it away last night? No, no, no. I didn't do it last night. But the pumpkins and stuff like that, that will stay out until... Yeah, you can leave your gourds out yeah. and your hay bales and corn stalks and things like that. And that, that I kind of associate that with That can work. Yeah. You can port that over to Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Kathy, our, our jack-o'-lanterns rotted so quickly. I mean, there there were there were fruit flies waiting in line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it, it, it was it, for them. It was like two high rise apartment buildings. I carved on Wednesday. Jace got home from school, yeah. and him and I. Well, we started to. We had a little bit of trouble. We called my dad in, uh, so he came <laughs> over and did like these great pumpkins. We carved, uh, but late. But because they were, they would rot, and the squirrels eat them at my house. Well, yeah, what were you going to say, Marissa? Yeah, well, I was going to say, my family's pretty small, so I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas are pretty much almost the same holiday, just plus presents. Like, with, we're at a different house, but I yeah. feel like we're eating kind of the same thing. It's it's the same holiday, just three weeks later. Same group of people. Some people do have same turkey. Same conversation. My, my Thanksgiving yeah. has become an entirely different thing. My my, my wife will go to her sister, um, uh, you know, and, and do the whole thing with family uh, down there, so, some family members. That gives me time to set everything for Christmas, so I, and actually, I actually savor that because I'm I'm just can keep going and going and going, and get everything set before the camp out. Well, and I know that you and I are going to be on the same page because uh, camp out is it's it's into December. It doesn't start. So I'm until, starting earlier. So we got to get the decorations up before camp out. So I'm talking. My Christmas decorations will be up start to go up this next weekend, and then by, uh, everything will be up by the following weekend. I will turn it on, turn the switch on everything for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. Thank you for doing yes. that. I appreciate Cause that. Because it, it, that's a little crazy. But I say this, Preston, you're right. It just sort of sits there in this neutral thing. And it did occur to me because when I went to go get my third round of candy from Acme last night, <laughs> there were uh, there were pallets. All of the candy they're getting rid of was like, well, you know, uh, three for one and all that stuff. And sitting there on these huge pallets, 
Christmas candy. They no, turned it over. That's no funny. Thanksgiving. No. Right. Again, yeah. what would you put out for Thanksgiving other than turkeys? Well, Kathy, what did you what did you see last night in in the candy that Jace brought? Oh, home? so yeah, so Jace, we went through. You know, we got back from trick or treating. He dumped out his bag of candy all over the floor, and he was going through it all. And there were a couple of pieces, and I know exactly what happened. They probably went to Target uh, <laughs> because they didn't get their candy. And yeah. I, I had done the same thing for something else, but I saw that most of that all of the candy was gone and jace had christmas candy in his halloween basket <laughs> it was uh little hershey kisses and the, oh, yeah. like the little uh hershey bars so the green and red yep. you know those yeah. are fresh you know those are fresh well, yeah they, because they went there was yeah. no halloween candy left so they grabbed what was on the shelf which was christmas candy so uh thanksgiving's my favorite holiday as well uh philadelphia is my favorite city and hockey is my favorite sport and the way that i feel about <laughs> Those three things is that I'm I'm actually kind of proud of the fact that they're underdogs that they get skipped over a little bit. Wow! Uh, okay. Because I know how great they are, and okay. so I can I can sort of treasure them without everybody else horning in on it a little bit. Do you, does that make sense? I guess so. That, yeah, that, that, I like, think so. Philly's such a great town. Uh, if you want to leave us off the map, that's fine. You know that that's you're missing. That out. so pisses me off. I, that no, that, that so pisses me off. I, I, I get it, yeah. but but. I, I know. We yeah. know. Everybody in this room knows. Everybody that's listening knows how great Philly is. So if, you, if you're if you missing out, that's on you, not on us. Yeah, I still would like a little bit of love. I think Conan had the right idea. Watch your enemies. See them driven before you. And they hear the lamentation of the women. And that's what I want Thanksgiving to be. <laughs> that's what it's all about. But yeah, crush your enemies. Hear um, the lamentations of their women. Bruce has, a, uh, Bruce has an observation. Hey, Bruce, good morning. Hey, you know, you guys are the greatest thing to happen in the Philadelphia area since the Amorosa Roll. Oh, <laughs> wow. Whoa. That is incredible, Bruce. Bruce. That's an incredible compliment. Hell of a compliment. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, sir. We appreciate it. I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel better, so am I. Oh, <laughs> but that's just brilliant. a constant sort of urine trickle. All right, Bruce, what do you want to tell us, man? Well, it's weird. You know, thanks, you guys notice that Thanksgiving doesn't even have its own holiday song? Uh, there are a few. There, 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 there are a couple. Adam but they, Sandler. Adam one. Sandler. They want to hear a Thanksgiving song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is that. Yeah. yeah. There's Alice's Restaurant, uh, which is associated, but it's not but, really a Thanksgiving song. But well, does, does it Halloween... was what was played by the Pilgrims uh-huh. during the first feast. But is Halloween really up? Well, I guess Halloween's got yeah. any any song that's has a monster mash and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 well, he, but he's right. I, I don't think you can count those songs. I mean, it's a, like Christmas has jingle bells and all those. Uh, you know, they've been around for all these years and all these decades. We need a Thanksgiving holiday song. To your, to your point, Bruce, there's not, there's not, Thanks. though, there's not one thing that you run out to get. You know, you don't, you like, you don't go decoration crazy for Thanksgiving. It's really yeah. essentially all about the meal. Yeah. And that happens within just a couple of days of the event. So now we're in sort of a lull. With Halloween, you get about a month and a half ramp up of people making decisions. What am I going to wear? And then Christmas, you have decisions. What am I going to buy? What and, am I going to get? And decorating. Right. Uh, I mean, as far as the outside of the it's house big. goes, uh, Halloween has started earlier and earlier each year. And, and haunted house attractions right. and things like that. But... Um, how many I, how many Thanksgiving attractions do you see? <laughs> yeah, I just I feel kind I just feel kind of bad for poor old Thanksgiving. Yeah, but, you know Philadelphia yeah. on the weather map. By the way, uh, this Sunday is uh, daylight savings. The end of daylight savings time. Uh, oh so wait, so we we're getting an hour back. We fall back. Yeah, we fall back on Sunday. On Sunday. Okay. Do you so notice a difference? Uh, I notice a difference on the other side when we lose the hour. I think it's tougher. Uh, I I like it when that happens because it stays light out and later. We're getting we're getting into summer, but I do like that 
that's Sunday when you get to sleep in an extra. I do feel that. I feel I do. well rested. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, I don't. I don't traditionally get a lot of sleep. I'm to um, asleep by eleven, yeah. and I wake up at three forty-five. So we switch over to standard time, right? As opposed to daylight savings time, and you gain an hour of sleep. So that's this weekend, and and. Why change? Do your smoke uh, detector thingies too. Right. Try to take the batteries well. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And don't just, replace. Yeah, them. Yeah. Just take them out. <laughs> oh wait, you replace them on uh, when you change the clocks. Just you're, so you know, you're supposed, you're supposed to, to use that it is... because it's a marker. It's easy to remember, and 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 you should uh, you know about every six months okay. they say you should keep your batteries. Fresh. And you need the batteries fresh when you invariably burn something on Thanksgiving and, right. and set the alarms off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because you want them sounding extra loud. Right. Yeah. I think next year there are going to be a few more states, including Florida, that are switching off of uh, this switch. The the daylight. California is is California now. Well. Does it does it come this year? I forget when it happens, Steve, but it, uh, there are more and more places that are uh, seeing the positives of, of uh, the not having the time switch every year. Yeah, I wonder what that would be like. Uh, and, and I wonder how how confusing that will be amongst other, you know, if you have relatives that live in these states and you have yeah. to coordinate a time or flights and things like that. Yes. I mean, when they're going to arrival times and so forth. Gonna <laughs> what to are count- you calling me for? It's not 10 o'clock. It's 9. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so. I mean, it, like in extreme cases... You know, I don't know where I stand on that. Uh, to me, I don't think we need it. It's it's more. It was more. You know, so that you that you know you could, in the agrarian the school from the the school mom. You know, could send the kids home early to work on the farm or whatever. But right. whatever the, the, the it's hell really is, outdated. The impetus it, and it does cause problems. I, I, listen, it's it is what it is. You deal with it and you roll with your life. Yeah. But like, I'm I'm at the point now where like I, I agree with not doing the switch anymore. Well, let's yeah. put it this way. It wouldn't bother me if we didn't do yeah. it anymore. Right. And besides, I, I, it's getting properly dark. I, I consider, like, I do equate the darkness uh, earlier with, like, I, it needs to be darker earlier for Halloween, I think. But it's happening. Na- it happens naturally anyway. Yeah. And right. it, you, did daylight savings time occur usually right at Halloween? It, well, it used to it, be it earlier than Earlier, now. yes. Yeah, so one of the, the switches over the last few years uh, is... That it's gone later, so the amount of time we're we're switching to standard, right? That's yes, the percent, yeah. yeah. So the standard time now, p- that period is shorter than it used to be. And now they're they're, they're getting rid of Tuesday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Aww. Well, that's going to yeah. take some getting used to. That, gonna, that's going to yeah. be something to adapt to. So, MMR's programming is going to have to change. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. We did double shot Tuesday. Yeah. Think of best. Yeah. Two for Wednesday. Uh. So it wouldn't. It doesn't bother me to do it, and it wouldn't bother me to not do it. Right. So I really am pretty neutral on the whole stance. Some people are very arch about it. Why? <laughs> what? What's the I there's a lot of um indications that it that it uh saves energy um that the productivity gets messed with people you know the sleep issue is a, a prominent one so there are a lot of really valid arguments for eliminating it okay. uh, I don't lose sleep over it either no, no pun intended so I'm okay either way as well Preston but I see the the merit and the argument of just get rid of it. Everybody should just be on the same uh, time period, uh, uh, you know, year round. Or tweak it, Nick. So, in, in kind of instead of in spring, where you 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 leap ahead one hour, <laughs> in fall, fall back five hours. Okay. <laughs> so now that you get you us. get an entire full night's additional sleep. There right. are those time zones that are like a half hour different. I just had a sixteen hour sleep. What's that? <laughs> there are those time zones Wait, that are who not. Has... A, uh, there there are a few in the world. Yeah. That are a half hour ahead or a half hour behind. Huh. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We, we, you fall wherever you fall across the 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 the, the time zones. Right. you can be in those areas that are just half hour. Yeah, yeah, it's so bizarre. 
Wait, and they and they recognize that? Oh yeah, it's official. Like it's you know based on Greenwich Mean Time and whatever. In the U.S.? Not in the U.S. Okay. Oh. No, All but right. in, in places like uh, you know the, the Indian Ocean, in the middle of the Indian Ocean, or Half Hour Stand. Yes, yeah, that's the most famous. <laughs> all of all of them. That one. Half hour stand. Half hour stand is right. <laughs> it's you know it's an authoritarian regime and just so people know. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was not aware of that, but uh, it's coming up on on Sunday. Just a heads up. On set that. your uh, set your fire mm-hmm. alarms ahead one hour. And I think we should do something big for Thanksgiving because Kathy, it is a great holiday, and Kathy, we need to. Honor so it. I tell you, you what, say that that's a good idea. Let's do some sort of food drive. I don't mean like that. I mean like oh, for oh, us in oh, the okay. studio. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm good. Hey, listen, you know I've, I've done my part. We we do Thanksgiving more than once a year. Yeah, uh, we we did it. I want to make that a yearly thing. It's only happened a couple times that we've done it, but I I want to do that every year. I want to have a midway to Thanksgiving. All right, so sit down. To Kathy's point, let's do something in the studio. Let's try to do okay. something that kicks kicks thanks. Puts a little bit more of the polish back on Thanksgiving. Because I agree. I do love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving also, for us as kids, used to be a thing where we would, uh, that weekend we'd use to sit down with the uh, Sears catalog. Said yes. how to deal with Sears. And circle. And start uh, going yeah. ABS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I just want to make you guys my cranberry sauce because I'm really proud of it. Oh, really? Because cranberry sauce is the worst. Nobody you, likes it. Can you make it, it when you don't have a cold? So yeah. <laughs> you make it with fresh cranberries? Yes. That's the best. Yeah. Maybe and we each I don't bring like, in like, a, a dish. Maybe we should eat a little pop. Does it have to have food in it? I don't know. We'll work on it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't like the canned stuff no. at all. No. Yeah, nasty. this kind of sits on the table, and it's taken, like, three years for everyone to try it. They're like, oh, wait, oh. that's actually really good. I've, uh, something about cranberry, if, if you don't mind me jumping okay. in. Okay. So, uh, Wawa, uh, the gobbler. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, she can get there. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. I don't like cranberry sauce on my stuffing, on my turkey. I've, I've just never been one of those that I think it kind of ruins it. Now, some people love that. The sandwich comes with it on there, right? I have, on the little order thingy, the, the kiosk, whatever you go to there, Said no. there's no option to, oh. to not have it. To not ha- at least I can't find it. Or maybe, is there a customize it button? I guess. There is. But, but, I'm getting a nod. You're, are you in the boat with me? Thank you, brother. You may have to like make it from scratch. So you might just have to make a hoagie and then right. add no. each thing. Well, and sometimes then not add the they, they, they don't have st- they have stuffing as an option all the time. They might now. On, uh, not all the time, not no. year round that I know. Of. But anyhow, on, on sometimes on the sandwiches there are two buttons. I'll take it and then customize. Go to it. hell. So and, and then suck it. Wow. I'll take it and suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's under customize it. So I, I think so. I, maybe I miss it. I'm By like, the way, come on, man! I, I, I have to go talk to this busy person who's already making a thousand sandwiches for everybody. They're wearing a hairnet. Can you make mine special, please? <laughs> They're already angry. No, but... no I, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it, I think it's a hell of a sandwich. It I really is. Yeah, I do too. Um, I wanted to go back to the uh, smoke alarms. Nope, not oh. smoke alarms, but the uh, um, uh, standard time uh, daylight savings. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, speaking of making sure that you are properly prepared for wherever it is you need to be, meaning knowing exactly what time it is, uh, this is specifically for Pierre Robert, and I can't wait to share it with him when he gets here later today. All right. uh, according to a new study from Harvard University, people who are always running late tend to be happier and live longer. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would die much quicker. Yeah, I'm my the mom, angst and agita. My, my mom would be uh, in that group of people. She is late for everything. She was late for her wedding, and we joke that she will somehow manage to be late for her funeral. Well, it gave your dad a few extra minutes with Janice. Janice, yeah, yeah, right. she got there. Come on, finish. Come on. <laughs> faster, faster. I gotta get married Stop in ten it. minutes. Uh, my <laughs> wife's saying my my wife is obsessive. 
about being on time. Her motto is, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're You're late. late. If you're late, it's inexcusable. I agree with your wife a thousand percent. And I would say this. So while the people who are perpetually late might live longer, the people they're infuriating will die an early day. (laughs) (laughs) This this explains my dad so much to a T. My dad is late for everything. And that's where I get it from is because... While you're, while I was always waiting, always waiting for my dad, we could always do something. Oh, I can fold the laundry while I'm waiting for my dad. And then so it makes now you when, even later. Yep. Yeah, so now when I have something to do, I'm like, oh, wait, no, I have time to fold the laundry Let me ask you. Marissa's quick. late all the time. I guess where I get it from. Yep. However, you also, on the, uh, conversely, you'll stay later. So, you're, you, you know, you'll, you'll balance it out. I will say, so do you have a methodology that can build in, if you need your dad at some place at an exact time, are you able to orchestrate that and make sure he arrives at the cert- at, that, at that time? Are there tricks that you employ to get that done? Yes, um, but there are faults in said tricks because, well, like, uh, if we're meeting for a family dinner, we'll say, uh, meet an hour ahead of time. But then somebody will send a text later that says, see everybody tonight at 6. And, and that screws it up. Steve, I, I, uh, sorry, I do it with my mom. All the time. Um, if, so if, what? What do you do? Especially if she, if I need her to watch Jace, right? I will say, uh, "Can you be here at six o'clock?" Knowing that I'm not leaving until six thirty. I know that people who are constantly late actually have the ability to be there on time. It's proper motivation. I've always said, if somebody told Pierre that if he if he's ten minutes late tomorrow, he's losing his job. Pierre would show up on time. <clears throat> yeah. If if uh, like uh, case in point, when going to interview Bono. Uh, he was there, what, three hours early or something like that? Yeah, but when going to interview Eddie Vedder, he showed up so late. Did he really? <laughs> so mad at him. All right, maybe I'm wrong on my <laughs> motivation theory. Well, he, well, Jack was, uh, Bono. Bono, he, he got there he's early. A, he's a bigger fan, I'd say, of Bono than of Eddie Vedder, yes? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what the motivation was. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, you're right, though, Preston. He can show up on time he's when, all, when properly motivated. And he's Pierre Robert, and we, we and that's awesome, <laughs> but, but to me... His, his, I start to get, I start to sweat when he talks about his fumbling through the airport and things falling out. I'm with you on that, Steve. Oh, my God. He doesn't completely brush it off. He clearly admits that. No, and he does. He's very candid about it. My uncle is a law professor, and he, if if his students have a paper, you know, some sort of presentation that's due, he shuts and locks the door. If class is at at noon, he shuts and locks the door at noon. And I said to him one time, like, you mean to tell me if somebody shows up at 1201, 1202, even 12.05, you're not going to let them in? He goes, if they were in a courtroom and they were five minutes late, the judge is not having it. He said, so I'm prepping them for that. He shuts and locks. That doors. was that was Pat Croce's uh, methodology as well. If if here's Pat and even his right hand highest executive, if they were one minute late to whatever important board interview it is yeah. or board board meeting, they were not allowed in. They yeah. were not allowed in. No exceptions whatsoever. If you know it's important, yeah. then you you backtrack. You take it to whatever you need to get done to me. Now, obviously. If you get into a car accident or something like that, but there there are things that are just I'm running behind. This doesn't get it done. Mm. So for me, kind of what Marissa was saying is that I try to fit it all in. So like I don't I don't often oversleep or you know like I, I get myself ready to leave on time. But if I have an extra five minutes, I'm like, okay, well, I have five minutes left. I can do something, which then takes me 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then you put yourself in the late uh, situation. I, like, never, I try to squeeze it in, get it done before I'm going somewhere. I never do anything other than my normal ritual in the morning. 
I don't sit down. I, 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 go, I go, do my thing, boom, 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 and out the door. As quickly as I can get out. I never hit the snooze button. I get right up yeah, and go. Do that. Yeah, see, I, I try to be productive. Like, if we have a meeting, say, at 11.15, and it's 11.08, and I say, okay, I could walk upstairs now, <laughs> and I could be three minutes early for the meeting, but then I'm just yep. going to sit there and twiddle my thumbs and do nothing, or I could sit at my desk here and start working on another podcast to get up or something like that, and I think, like, okay, well, I really want to do this project or this project, so I'm going to get them started, and then it's 11.17, and I haven't left yet. Right. <laughs> Nick, you seen all these texts coming in about judges being late? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, that they're late? Yeah. yeah Maybe it depends late. on the judge. Guys. Well, yeah. they well they can. Yeah. Here's one that says a judge who would totally let you in five minutes late because he doesn't show up until an hour after the court session starts <laughs> anyway. <laughs> another one, it's BS about judges. They are often an hour late. No, but uh, I'm not no saying court, this. Here's another one. No courtroom starts on time. Only law school classes do. Interesting. <laughs> but I wasn't saying that the, the judge would be late or not. If, right, if the judge right. was there on time and the lawyer's late, the judge judge is going to be pissed. Judge is always right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so the reason being the researchers found that people who are late all the time tend to be happier and live longer. Uh, they say that those who can't get anywhere on time usually have lower blood pressure and a lower risk of developing heart disease. Hmm. And I could see Pierre. I mean, he doesn't stress much at all. Not I mean, at all. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's human. I've seen him stress. Yeah. I mean, no question. When but... he's late for the airport and uh, he's got the gas tank, uh, you know, the, the, the gas The nozzle in his, yeah. uh, not anymore now. He's, he's got his charger in the You're Tesla right. with yes. the cord ripped out. When he's riding uh, on one rail and not even a tire anymore. He's like... got to get to 30th Street Station to see if they found his wallet. <laughs> his luggage. <laughs> and he never found that, did he? Ne- no. His luggage. No. no. Oh it, it disappeared into the ether. Mm. Which, uh, uh, in another facet of Pierre's personality, which I find fascinating, like he just chalks it off into, all right, well, that's another... Another oh mistake. Dear. Oh, oh dear. dear. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh again, dear. Uh, you know what's funny? Because I, I um, my power went out last night, and I was late to work this morning. And so the initial feeling for me when when I woke up and realized what time it was was panic. But then I realized there's nothing I can do about it. I texted you guys. I'm yes. already late. Um, so it wasn't like. It's scrambling sucks. to get here. It sucks. The initial feeling d- d- does, but then I was okay with it because there was nothing I could do. You, you know I, what I mean? I've started to embrace that. I, I, obviously, whatever scenario that has taken place to put me in this position may be my fault, but once I'm in it, right. and the, if I sit here and worry about it, it's not going to be productive. And so I just think, okay, I'm in for the ride. I'm going to be late. Right. There's nothing I can do about it. It's traffic, whatever it has to be. You just... If you get flustered, you're only going to exacerbate the issue. Get on the road, drive 115 miles an hour, (laughs) and you'll be here. Well, my mom recently said to me, exact same thing that you guys are saying, and it was because I was on the phone with her, and I was. I was was rushing, I was driving fast, and she goes, there's nothing you can do. Just, at this point, you're late. So just breathe, you're supposed, and you know, her theory is, you're supposed to be there. So even though you're late, you're supposed to be where you are right now. So just relax, and you'll get there. Preston, okay. I did notice the thing that you talked about a, a week or two ago was the difference in drivers, uh, you know, a half hour or 45 minutes in the amount of traffic, yeah. how quickly it builds up, even in like, you know, the late five o'clock hour, early six o'clock hour. It's an astounding amount of difference. So I leave my house at about 420. And do, how many cars do you encounter? Uh, like, are there people on the road? All toll on any given day, five or What's six it, like, others. Delivery, delivery drivers. So I go to, I see a lot, when I see uh, vehicles, a lot of them are lift with yeah. the lights on. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I on Lincoln, I don't see a lot. I'll see a couple of the same cars, uh, you know, in, in the morning. And then City Line, one or two. Right. Uh, around here where the building is. By the way, pulling into the building now is just, you don't even know where, where the road's going to go anymore. It's like a kid woke up during the night and reset the track. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, that said, so it's not a lot. But I am always leery of other people out on the road at that time, and I assume they are of me as well. But it's just like, oh, what are you up to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, if you're one of those that's uh, always running late and maybe pissing everybody else off, yeah. but you're going to be wonderful, happy, and live a long life. And, and be late to the funeral of the yes. when you, you probably eventually will drive them to kill themselves. All right, I want to take a break. Uh, you know what I'm going to give away? I'm going to give away uh, two pairs of passes to join us, the Preston and Steve Show, at the happy place. Happy! King of Parsham Mall. So it's Thursday, November 14th, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll be there with you, and uh, we'll take callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. It is the pop-up phenomenon in the King of Prussia Mall, and it's uh, more than 15,000 square feet of playful spaces and cheerful moments. been called the most Instagrammable pop-up in America. Tickets are on sale now via happyplace.me, and it's here through January 5th, so we're going to have our night. Give us a call right now. Call us 15 and 16. We'll take a break. Coming back with the Bizarre File when we return. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I would like to make you aware that there is a... And this is my favorite moment from last week's broadcast. <laughs> we have a new Daily Rush video. <laughs> Intern Ben is a cheater, is the name of it. And <laughs> in it, uh, the description is, uh, Intern Ben and Gabby tell us uh, how kids are using technology to cheat on tests. Uh, but what we didn't find out is that uh, Ben had has an interesting voice when he is, I guess, slightly out of breath or excited or nervous to get on the radio. <laughs> It, it it was the most bizarre thing, and I was telling you this morning, press, I was watching the video, because we, we're not used to hearing Ben sound that way. His, his voice is fairly normal. Uh-huh. And he came in, and if you watch the video, you can all see our, our faces are like, we're listening to what he's saying, but we're like, uh, we're trying to process exactly what's going on. Well, and then I, I just, I, I, I could not not comment. But Steve, you even said... You don't sound like that to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've never heard that. Uh, and when, when you say, kick your ass, I just, I lost it. And I, it didn't end. It didn't end. The no. whole time he was on the air. And he doesn't, we talk to him every time he's here. He doesn't sound like that. I no. know. I know. It was great. The uh, best was when the, it was the, one of the dancers from Delilah's is talking about going to high. He's talking about writing handwriting code to pass a class. Yeah, yeah. She wore a top that the teacher liked and she got an A+. plus. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so you got to see the video. Now, I haven't even seen it yet. I can't wait to, though. Watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. And it's brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a Primo. Uh, I'm going to begin with this. Doctors in Australia removed a bag of weed that was stuck in a man's nose, unbeknownst to him, for 18 years. (laughs) A bag of weed. Yep. 18 years. Wait till you hear how this happened. So physicians say they removed what is known as a nose stone. Which is what now? And and I'll explain. It it goes into great detail of what a nose stone is. Uh, In a case report called a nose out of joint, first reported case of prison-acquired marijuana-based rhinolith. 
Uh, although stones rarely form in the nasal cavity, a rhinolith is like a stone formation within the nasal cavity, despite experiencing persi- persistent symptoms of nasal obstruction and recurrent uh, sinonasal infections. The marijuana package was only discovered 18 years after insertion following imaging for an unrelated indication, the case report said. Now, a physician, uh, Murray Smith, with the hospital in Sydney, led the team of doctors. He said during a prison visit, the patient's girlfriend supplied him with a small quantity of marijuana inside a rubber balloon. You've heard of that yes, thing before, standard right? Standard stuff. So the now it's usually in your ass. The, the now 48-year-old patient had slipped the package of weed into his right nostril, which successfully hid it from prison guards. When the man tried to retrieve the bag of marijuana, he accidentally lodged it deeper into his nasal cavity, and he assumed that he had unknowingly swallowed it later. So it had passed oh. down through the system, and he thought, okay, it cleared that way. It went down into his stomach. Nothing that, uh, but his breathing suggested it was in there. Correct. Uh, unbeknownst to him, the joint stayed there for nearly two decades <laughs> as the noseweed never made it to the man's throat. Instead, it developed in a gray calcified lesion, a rhinolith. Rhinolith. That measured 19 to 11 millimeters. Uh, Smith's team noted that while smugglers generally swallow drug packages to recover later, the new case report demonstrates a likely underreported pathology of a rhinolith for the rare few who carry substances in their nostrils. That is effed up. I've so, never why? Heard that. So, no. It doesn't decompose. It doesn't. Well, it's the, the, rubber, so I guess it it was you know, it, it, it and it got a protected layer around it. Around it, and I guess it the body didn't deem it a uh, something to a be expelled substance that would have caused Spot, man. Yeah, yeah, that would have caused infection. So I don't wow. know, man. It's that's wild. Uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police are investigating a crash in which a woman was ejected from a vehicle and ended up on the roof of a house. <laughs> Officers were dispatched. Uh, They said a white car lost control, hit a red car, and after the collision, the white car crashed into a house. One of the people inside the car was ejected and ended up on the roof. I have no idea how that would have happened. That is crazy, but what a shot. Uh, So the car had flipped over after hitting the home, so I guess it kind of slung shot her. Um, Two children were inside the car, two-month-old, three-month-old, three-year-old. Both were taken to an area hospital. They appear to be okay, though. What about the woman who landed on the roof? Uh, One person inside the home went to a hospital for complaining of pain, and it appeared speed may have been a factor in the crash, but it doesn't say what exactly happened to the person on the roof. I don't know, (laughs) You don't want to know. I wish I had that for you. (laughs) I feel great! A Connecticut family's home security cameras captured the moment their neighbor's runaway horse took a leap into their swimming pool. Kathy Saeed says that she was preparing to leave home on Monday morning when she spotted the neighbor's horse on the front lawn. She then watched as the horse owners had pursued her into the backyard when the animal took a leap into the pool, ended up trapped underneath the pool cover, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, you got to watch out for that. Uh, but Always first, retract the uh, cover when your horse is taking a swim. <laughs> uh, first responders were able to remove the cover, and the horse uh, climbed out without any serious injuries. But it could have drowned. Absolutely. It could have gotten trapped underneath there. A 22-year-old woman was drunk when she repeatedly ran over and seriously injured a friend in the parking lot of a strip club following an argument early Sunday. Why are you doing this? Jacqueline Lowe drove off after striking the woman multiple times but was pulled over minutes later and taken into custody. Now, the two were at the club that evening with another friend when Lowe and the other woman had a disagreement over whether or not they should leave. And that drove her to drive over this woman. (laughs) 
Police said Lowe gave them several false names. She must have been in the debate club in school. And dates of birth before they figured out her identity. A man with her in the car was not charged. The victim, who was in her early 20s, was flown to a medical center and remains there in stable condition. I know. I'll make my point by driving over her. <laughs> she was charged. She was charged with assault by auto, weapons offenses, as well as drunken driving. I'm still amazed that people, and it happens all the time, that people are driven over and live. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Mourners at a German funeral were accidentally served a drug-laced cake. Oh, my God. <laughs> After a funeral in uh, Rostock, attendees convened at a restaurant to indulge in some cake, one of which contained hashish. Listen, I have to say this. I thought the deceased was a dick. Uh, <laughs> grief gave way to nausea and dizziness. And 13 of the guests fell ill shortly after unknowingly ingesting the drug. Their symptoms sent several of them to the ER, including one guest whisked away in an ambulance. Routinely, uh, if you ingest a drug or ingest, like, pot brownies or things of that nature, is it more uh, potent when you do it that way? Well, I yes. From what I understand, it can be because people don't know the dosage, dosages at which they should be taking it. Eat it. Don't realize that it takes a while for it to sink in, and right. that's when you find, as opposed to smoking it, you know pretty quickly right. uh, what you're dealing with. But it takes time for it to sink into the system, and people will go, I'm not feeling anything. I'm going to use some more. I saw him do that one night. He was passed out. <laughs> really? Like an hour later, and he was gone. So, like, with, with that stuff, you, you're talking the digestive system to take place a yeah, bit, right? Yeah. So you're about an hour? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but And you would imagine, like, when people are just having cake at a funeral, they're not thinking along those lines. <laughs> he exactly. was such a good man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so the baker was revealed to be a restaurant employee's 18-year-old daughter. Ah. She regularly baked cakes for events there, and her mother accidentally brought in the frozen hash cake that was there, along <laughs> with several other drug-free ones uh, in the family's fridge. But it was the one that uh, people dug into. She had uh, baked it with another event in mind, according to a spokesperson. Police are investigating the 18-year-old uh, for negligence, bodily harm against 13 people, disturbance of a funeral, and violation of Germany's Narcotics Act, which deems cannabis use illegal without a prescription. So she's facing some stuff. And there you go. And that is what I have in nice. the file for you. All right, so we're going to take a break. We will be back in a moment. We have our guests arriving shortly. Uh, we'll have uh, Tom Cotter, who's going to be at the Sellersville Theater tonight. Uh, we're also going to have the sister of Michael Hutchins, lead singer of the band NXS. Great, we're huge NXS fans. Great front man, Tina Hutchins. She's got a book out, so we're going to talk about that. And our friends from Red Robin will do some more uh, giveaways with that, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest you have hopefully seen before, either on America's Got Talent or at one of the shows he's played in Philly. He's going to be at Sellersville Theater tonight. Please welcome Mr. Tom Cotter. Yeah. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Wonderful to see you, sir. Just yeah. thrilled to be in the building. After I am. To go through. Yeah. It's like Beirut down there. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's, uh, it, I mean, we're getting used to it, but it's they're, they're reconstructing our building, for those who don't know, and it's I don't even know how to tell people to get up here anymore. Well, yeah, so Tom uh, got a little lost on the way over, so he called me, him. and I didn't remember which lobby to send him to or which parking lot is open and which isn't. And, yeah, and then once you get here, what do you do? Because yeah. I don't know what door is clearly marked to make it into here. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a labyrinth it's 
sure. there. Yeah, if you encounter David Bowie, you know that you're uh, with his labyrinth costume on. You know you're in the uh, right place. Yeah. I made it. Yeah, oh, good. How, How you doing, man? I'm well. Excellent. Yeah. Did you did you get in this morning? Or I got in last night. Okay. Came in last night. What'd you do to uh, in the area? Did you just hang out? I just trick or treat. Go trick or treat. Yeah, man. It's Halloween. I have thought to I, when I was a kid, my dad would dress me like a Jehovah's Witness and then just laugh when no one would answer the door. It was very sad. Uh, very sad deal. memory of my childhood. Well, you, are, are you uh, militant when it comes to the, uh, like, a, at a certain point, I think you have to do something that approximates a costume if you're going to receive Halloween candy. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I was very lame. We wow. handed out candy. We handed out chocolate X-Lags at my house just because it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I the next day to get the phone calls. I want to apologize on the air. There was a kid that came in, in the teenagers, you know, who barely make an effort to put a costume together. There was a kid. I was wearing one of those suits. You remember, you know, my bat suit? It's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. Batman suit. It's a suit that has bats all over yeah, it. So, yeah. so anyhow, I was wearing that and he goes, hey man, I like your suit. And I go, I like your lame costume. Because <laughs> wow. it was a football jersey and it was an Eagles jersey and then he just did the two black marks under his eye and he walked away I'm like I shouldn't have said that because it was really nice but I'm the same way I want to see some effort in the costumes and especially if they're older I'm like well just put in a little bit of effort. you gave him a good reason to egg your house it was not yeah. it was not nice and it should I apologize. have been toilet paper in your tree this morning I apologize to that kid I'm sorry about that so yeah. anyway and yeah. you were lit up too <laughs> I was having a couple cocktails. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, w- welcome to the area again. Thank you. We, you know, we, I, I was doing, of course, we always do the commensurate research and everything. I oh, don't know God. if we talked about. No, no, no. Uh, America's Got Talent and everything. And and so we have uh, uh, John Dornboss is from the area. Oh, yeah. He, he did very well on the show. Uh, and it's a bizarre mechanism, I think. Um, the um, I've always tried to figure out exactly what they're looking for, their optimum Entertainer, because you get the Las Vegas residency, yeah. correct? Yeah, we did four months there. I think right, that's the longest. Right, right, right. And, and so, but a lot of the acts would in no way ever be an act that you would go that you would see on a stage in Las Vegas. Do you know? Yes. Uh, and, and so, what were some of the? I mean, because I remember when you were on. Yeah. And it seems like there is a, a bizarre curating process to who makes it. Like in one way, there used to be a show called the Ted Mac Amateur Hour. Yeah. Which was like, just anything goes. Or like the gong show. Yes. So it seems like part that and part, well, we're seriously looking for somebody who could be this entertainer. This was, uh, AGT was the third reality show on NBC. I also did Last Coming Standing. I had a very small part on right. Deadline to Catch a Predator, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, but on AGT, my wife and I joke now that it's now She's Ameri- a comedian as well. She is, yeah. yeah. That we call it America's Got Problems. And I feel bad saying that, but if you look at the finalists, I know what every you mean. year. Yes. Two years ago, you had a girl who was in a plane crash, soul survivor, burns yeah. all over her body. God bless her, great voice, but she was in. Then another girl whose father was diagnosed with cancer the first episode died by the third episode. Yeah. You had another girl who lost her hearing in high school and she was a singer, very sad. They pull on your heartstrings so bad. It's this, too much. This year, uh, the kid who won it was God bless him, a nice, very talented kid, but blind? a blind, autistic kid. Well, even and John, his his mother was murdered by his father. You know, I mean, that's yeah, uh, that's a very creepy, kind of weird, pull the heartstrings kind of thing. And so, how it, dare you with your a, perfect life be? No, I, hey, we all have demons. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it's just it's a it's in a weird place now. The show, I, and I'm not besmirching it. No, it was you just articulated me, but, yeah, what, what I've been saying is it's yeah. it's and it's it, it's it becomes more a popularity contest and a more um who's got who's got the more hard tugging story 
and less than you, is that what you go to Vegas to see? Yeah. This <laughs> and then the other thing is, I have dear friends who were eliminated, uh, who had been comics for thirty years, yeah. who were eliminated and <laughs> lost to like a seven-year-old girl comedian who got a wonderful girl, right? But can she really hold a candle to this it. headliner for thirty years? <laughs> and it's like, you know, why do they do that? And then I lost to a dog act. So who am I to make? You know, I'm throwing. Yeah. Stone. You should have went with the Halloween thing. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all have rabies now. And it's, I'm, it's, I'm okay with it. It's it's funny. The top human finisher. My ear. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's always, it. always boast about that. Yeah. The truth of the matter is that these things are, uh, and I, I'm, I'm perpetually fascinated by them because it, it's a, it's a contest. And uh, so, Kate uh, Flannery, who's a, a, a friend of the show, and obviously from the office, she's on Dancing with the Stars right now. And so, part of the deal is you've, you got to play to the crowd because there's that, that home element. So, you know, and it seemed like you were getting that the judges were, were, were on your side. I yeah, mean, you, that, that's the, the joy of AGT as opposed to Last Comic Standing is that Last Comic Standing was pre recorded. Yeah. You can manipulate it in editing any way they want to, mm-hmm. whereas live is live. Right, right. So you can't mess with live generally. So that's, the, that's what I loved about AGT. Is that, and then America votes. At the end, the judges don't vote. So it's not, you know, that makes it work. Yeah. They can, they can definitely. People are in lockstep behind whatever judge they love. I mean, if you love Simon, then whatever he says is God. And, you know, so you're going to follow that. You're going <laughs> to vote for that person generally. Well, on NGT, I know Howard, Howard Sermon Howard was, was big in your camp. Howie was good yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, so that, that's, that's a good feather in your cap. Uh, I wanted to say also, I saw you. Now, I'm a member of the Universal Life Church of Modesto, California. So there, are you a brother? Same thing. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you officiated a wedding? I did. Which should is that problematic? Everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody did, just asked me to do a funeral. That's not right. I'm a comedian. So you bought the premium package because yes, that's I what did. I bought. Yeah, yeah. And Perfect. I'm not. Well, my dad was Catholic. My mom was Rastafarian, and that was weird growing up. His <laughs> dad weird. would bring home the Christmas tree, and mom would smoke it, and it was strange growing <laughs> up as weird. a Christafarian. Um, my brother <laughs> just converted; he's a crystal Methodist. So you know, we're all over the place religiously. So I did the ULC thing so I could marry my nephew, which sounds wrong. I get my mar- my nephew married, I should say. Do you, I think that's uh, to me? And we get asked a lot to do that. I think, and I would never want to say no to people, so I don't say yes to anybody because it, it becomes yeah. You don't want to deny. And especially on a special day, but I wonder if you feel there's a sense of onus on you when you're the officiant. If oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, what if this goes south? And it had every potential to go <laughs> south quickly. You know, really? like, at first they said you're the comedian, you're the uncle. You know, be funny. And right. And right before the wedding, like literally four days before the wedding, uh, the bride's parents. Uh, don't get along anymore. The father had been in the laying in the weeds. Uh. Suddenly, he comes in and says, "No, I want a religious service. I want this thing." And I'm like, "You're cram- I, now I get to cram for an exam." Basically, <laughs> right. we were going to have this fun, jovial, outdoor fun, right? You know, uh, but now he's making me read scripture and stuff, and I, I, I should not. Did be he have scripture. a say in this? Why not? Uh... I, I guess he did at the end, and well, I didn't want to sh- upset the apple cart. So, you yeah. should have been prepared with the uh, elaborate vetting process that the Universal Life Church oh, yeah. of Modesto, California. <laughs> Rides. Limited to anyone with a valid check, basically, is what it was. <laughs> were, you, what it is. were you nervous? Uh, yeah, I really was, because my whole family was there. Yeah. And, uh, relatives and, and uh, you know, friends of the family. And so I just didn't want to drop the ball on my nephew, that's I, all. I did know? it for my brother a few years ago, and uh, I, I was really surprised at how nervous I was. You know, I, I had written some things down, but, man, was it nerve-wracking. And it, for the same reason, just that you were in front of the family. Did you did you crack a lot of jokes? Because you've been on stage a million yeah, times. Yeah, I wrote think? a billion jokes. I, I slid a few in, but we had to edit those out, because all of a sudden, Scripture. you know, uh, uh-huh. Grumpy came in and decided to ruin <laughs> 
the whole thing. Don't make God a part of this. And he got up there and read some stuff himself, and he was apparently very devoutly religious. So the yin and the yang between the two of us was kind of off-putting to some. But, you know, it was beautiful weather. We had a great day, and it all worked out. Yeah. And they're not divorced yet. Well, there you go. So your track record's pretty untarnished at this point. 50% of marriages end in divorce, and the other 50% end in death. So you're screwed either way. That's what I tell people. Your wife is a comedian as well. Yes. Because who needs health insurance? Really? It's way overrated. And you have three kids? That we know of, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and twins. We do have twins, yeah. All right. Is that is that a, uh, are, are twins a little bit more uh, of a handful? They, you know, twins either love each other or they hate each other. And what and do you have? We are right now in, in a weird, their nicknames are Palestine and Israel, so you, you do the math. Uh, my brother's twins are inseparable because they're Siamese. So it's weird uh, for us. I had always dreamed of having twins, but in my dreams they were the Olsen twins in a hot tub. So this is different, <laughs> but I like it. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. We had, uh, when we were pregnant with our first, it was, it was like, God, wouldn't that be, wouldn't be kind of cool if we had twins? And then after we had the first, we're like, thank God we didn't have twins. I mean, it's like it's like there's like a, a romanticism thing about it. Right. This would be, oh, and they look, constant companions blah, 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 and all this stuff. I was like, oh my god, two at the same time? Are you kidding me? They were easier. Than no, the were they? Lone wolf because they ratted each other out. <laughs> it was the buddy system. You were able know, to they sweat were, them. <laughs> yeah. They, first of all, they they you know if someone falls off the bike, the other one's at the front door telling us immediately. They you tell on each other all the time. Hmm. Uh, Are they know. identical? No. Okay. No. I- uh, I have a friend, though, who has twins, and she told me once, she said, if I had a conversation with you in the first year of their life, I, don't ask me about it. I don't remember it. I don't remember pretty much anything. Yeah, because you don't get no sleep yeah. because they never get up at the same time. So oh, really? the whole first year is just, you know. Do they ever develop that uh, that twin language we hear about where there's a sort of a... Twin speak is Twin speak, yeah. Uh, they, when they drink a lot. Uh, <laughs> How old are they? More of a slur than it. Uh, they're now 17. You know. Oh, so they're drinking wow. now. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're taller than me. Not that that's a feat, but it's <laughs> devastating. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, so my youngest now, he's jealous because the twins have each other all the time. So he wants a playmate. He wanted Miss February, and she's very expensive. So, um, very difficult for us. <laughs> so, I love it, that point at which you realize because Preston's sons uh, got big quickly. Taller oh, than they, me. Yeah, yeah, they're over six footers. Uh, wow. Nineteen and seventeen, and they're uh, easily. Now, when you give them the steroids, do you shoot them in the butt, or is it a pill? <laughs> you got to get into the. You got to get into the muscle. muscle yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you got to get down right. in the butt. Good. Yeah. Is that is that it's? I know it's cool, but it's also is that got to be a little weird when your kid uh, is now. Could potentially kick your ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they probably could have done that at four, you know. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, it, God, it's they really are men now. They stink. Like they'll sit on the couch, and I'll sit in the couch, and I'll be like, "What is that funk?" And I'll be like, "Oh, Harry was here." Mm-hmm. All right, now I know. Oh my but god, they're they're, they're they're a lot of fun. They make me laugh all the time. We we still play hide and seek, and they can never find me because you got to be twenty one to get into a gym. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> they make me laugh. All they the still time. play. Yeah. yeah. That, that's cool. Will, will you, speaking of that, yes. uh, when, the, when the, I don't know, uh, you know, who, who was the celebrity that just recently, uh, Wendy Williams took her son to his, what is she claims is his first experience at a strip club. Huh. Uh, is is that something on your uh, no. list? <laughs> I will not be doing that. You'll no. not be doing that. No, I went to my brother's bachelor party. I was 12 years old, and the best man uh, to my brother uh, convinced the stripper 
who yeah. had a side job, to take me out to the car. And I went out and sat in the car. Oh, she and, was a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I felt the back bumper move, and I thought it was the best man coming out to give me some grief, and it was my dad. And my oh. dad said, get out of the car, you're too young. So, yeah, I'm not doing that to my kids. Let them, yeah. find, let them find Satan on their own. I'm not going to, you know, blaze a trail for them. Wow. Debauchery, that's not going to happen. Well, wow. One of the legendary stories is Lorenzo Lamas and Fernando Lamas. Fernando Lamas is Lorenzo Lamas's father took him to a brothel on wow. his 16th birthday. Wow! Yeah, so that that's a that that's bad parenting. That's bad parenting, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'm not sure, <laughs> but someone should call DSS. That that should not occur. I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might be very illegal. My dad was a foster parent. That's what he okay. drank fosters. And he would come home, liquored up, and he would put me up on his shoulders, and he would jump up and down underneath the ceiling fan. I hated that. And my father and I have been butting heads since I was in the womb. How about those eagles, everybody? <laughs> All right. Uh, I did see this. You had... Uh, now, where where do you live, by the way? Where's home? In denial. I'm in uh, Rockland County, New York, 30 miles from Midtown Manhattan. I know. Well... Okay. And, and a black bear ended up in your backyard. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we call them African. American bears. Okay, I understood. Right. I was like, very right. confused yeah. when yeah. I said yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that must have been a little strange. A little weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it happens. You know, we have deer there all the time. And I lived in Harlem right before that. I lived, I went right from, we had a co-op in Harlem for six years, and then we had our third kid and decided it was time to get out of Dodge. Same so bear issues from, there in Harlem? No, no, different. <laughs> I lived in Harlem for five years. I never saw one globetrotter. That was very disappointing <laughs> for me. The first thing that struck me when we got to Harlem was a stray bullet, but the second thing was, what a great town, and we lived there wonderfully for five years. We didn't have a doorman because we had a homeless guy that slept in our doorway, but it was great. And then we moved to the Burbs with a zip code is E-I-E-I-O. And yes, now we have bears and we have uh, Wow. God, we have, my cat comes home with a different kind of species every day. It's weird. Cats love to gift you with the things that, so we have one cat that it goes outside because we were told psychologically it was better for this cat to go out and do that. And they're, it's their wonderful, generous thing. I, I killed something, and here it is at your door. Yeah. And it's just like, the head oh. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. We had, I told a story on the air one morning of one of our cats just destroyed this mouse. <laughs> and it was, it, you know, it would have been a CSI episode in Mouseland. But uh, the it mouse was had it coming, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It was a douchey mouse. Yeah. It's, it's, we it's, had a, we don't have cats anymore, but we have two dogs, and, and we had a half eaten rabbit. I mean, a full grown. Big rabbit, bottom end eaten oh away. It was insane. They I, saved I, I, you the top half, though. I mean, that's a gift for a trophy. Yeah. For a trophy, yeah. If you want to mount it over Should the fireplace, you're right. Oh I uh, last year I ran over a bunny, and I'm not welcome at the Playboy Mansion anymore. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Tom Potter trying to slip the one-liners in when I can, and, and we will laugh. We promise. thank you. Sure, <laughs> I do a lot of one-liners, mostly cocaine. But uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. Uh, Tom, by the way, is going to be at the uh, Sellersville Theater tonight. Uh, doors open at seven thirty. Show is at eight o'clock. You can get tickets at nine st ninety four dot com. Uh, by the way, I, we also found out you were at a, um, a golf outing on Monday. Uh, Joe Namath's golf outing. Yeah, uh, a lot of celebs at an event like that. Uh, yeah, a lot of the you know former athletes. Boomer uh, David Wells is just he does the raffle every year. I do this thing every year for them, and they uh, do you play as well? Or you just I play. Hard? 
horribly. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I try to avoid that when I can. Sometimes they make you, and it's just... It, it could be not, some of those guys yeah. are really good. We saw a picture really of you good. with uh, Franco Harris, was it? Yeah, Franco. Yeah. I've done his, too. He did, I did his... Uh, he does... Uh, his is the, called the Immaculate Reception he has every year at the Super Bowl, and it's <laughs> they're all charity events. You know, you know, What's your name of this one? Is this his, right? They, you know, you go to one, and then they expect you to go to theirs. So yep. you see oh. the same guys at all these all things. Is- I'm going to do boomers in the spring, and so... How big same is he? guys who are there... Boomer Wells? Yeah. Oh, he's a big dude. Yeah. And I'm a dwarf. So <laughs> he was I, I, big when he was pitching. Oh, yeah. And, he's uh, a big dude. Yeah, okay. Was... And he's festive. He was drinking Tito's <laughs> on the rocks with, like, no rocks starting at noon. And he did the he did the auction at about yeah. 6 o'clock at night. And the guy, I don't know how he fired through it. The guys who were in his foursome were like, I don't know how he's standing. There are some like, people that can pound dude all is day a machine. long. I and can't. Jim McMahon, the other guy. Jim was McMahon. A, he was the guy, that guy. Wow. They closed the bar. I couldn't keep up with him. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't think out. Namath drinks any because no, Namath, Namath has that famous footage of him with the, uh, oh, the, the reporter. The reporter. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. Yeah. And uh, he said when he saw that, that was it. Yeah. He he kind of makes an appearance now. Uh, yeah. Know, God bless him. He's he's done his time. He's, he's great. Yeah. He shows up, takes the right picture, shakes the right hands, and then they escort him off and he gets yeah. out. Uh, as some of these guys do, but some of the guys just hang out until the bitter end and are great. And who's the guy who, who just blew you away? Like because you're obviously a sports fan, you know. And and, and uh, what 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 uh, who who blew you away at one of these things? Uh, <clears throat> McMahon really got me this time. I, really? I didn't know he that, he plays barefoot. Plays the whole tournament barefoot. Really? Yeah. At a, like the know, Amy very, Grant to golf, a nice yeah. country club, you know, in in Alabama. Uh, and he, which is an oxymoron, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, he plays the whole thing. And uh, then he's up till the wee hours. There's notorious stories of him. I'm not going to besmirch him on the air because I, I, it's heroic. Besmirch away. He's, he's very festive now oh. these days. But if you get. <laughs> 300-pound guys landing on you every Sunday. You might need some painkillers every now and again. I think, and, he, I think he ended his career here. I mean, obviously, he was really famous as a Bears quarterback, but uh, he, he played with the Eagles for a yeah. little bit. And um, I don't think he <laughs> – because he partied when he was a Super Bowl champ. Oh, yeah. I just don't think he ever stopped. No. I think He's a the, machine. The story, the story with Joe Namath is that the, of the, the first Super Bowl, <clears> right, <throat> the night before – he was out all night drinking. Broadway Joe. Broadway yep. Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, and then went and, you know, didn't Told matter. the world we're going to win and won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a level of... Uh, the testicular fortitude <laughs> on that dude at the yeah. time. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's uh, last night we had, a, we had a Halloween taco party at my house and I'm, I'm dragging. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween tacos. Yeah, because you want to be yanking that suit off a hundred times a night because you got to run to the restroom. That's a yes. great idea. Well, I, I, I remained suitless. I was completely <laughs> naked. No, no, it was a uh, it was a good time though. But excellent. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you've you've done Sellersville before? Have you done that? I did it once. Before, it's a great yeah. theater. Oh, it's great, great yeah. theater. Yeah. yeah, and you don't expect it. It's just all of a sudden you get and the crowds are wonderful and we had a great time. And Brad Trackman is there with me tonight. He's a Philly guy. There you go. We know Brad well. Yeah, uh, and uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. I always enjoy working with Brad. Are you uh, are you out on the road for a stretch or is this just a show here and a show there type of thing? Right yeah, now? you know I bounce around a lot. Uh, you know the kids are a little. Older now, so the wife's 17. out on the road a little bit now. Yeah, okay. we can almost leave them home alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I, leaving I think it a thirty-four-year-old if you put them together. When yeah. you have twins, which one do you put in charge? You know, the, the class. Good one. There's an evil twin. <laughs> and there's a good twin. When you were when you were seven, eighteen years old, did your parents ever leave? And if so, did you have a party? Yes, all the time. Of course, yeah, right? I'm the youngest of six, so everything. Oh, they, God. I had five trailblazers who ruined everything for you know. So by the time I got around, they were like, seen that, done that. Yeah. So yeah, they left me alone way too often. I'm wondering and, if the teenage 
party still happens or not because it was it's it's hard it was now. virtually every weekend when I was in high school somebody's parents were out of town somebody was having a party but now you get notification exactly because everybody someone, knows someone has videotaped Cloud all the cameras cars in front of your house exactly ring doorbells you out. Yeah. exactly and then you got a spy the neighbor's kid goes into the party and then walks around with the camera and then you know exactly what was what <laughs> booze was out of the liquor yeah yeah it's wonderful it ends wow. up on twitter it ends yeah. up uh, yeah you're exactly right but just honestly the ring doorbell alone yeah. unless you're coming through the window and even then you've got I've got my house is so camered up; it's ridiculous. It's like Chuck Berry's uh, ba- bathroom. It's just crazy. Yeah, but I remember in in, in high school, if my parents happened because it was a few occasions that they went out of town, and I would wait until the last period of school on Friday oh, to say. Then- I'm having people over there. <laughs> and it would just spread like, like wildfire. Without social media. You, it exactly. spread like wildfire. And you didn't, if you started it any earlier than that, <laughs> it screwed. could get out of control. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be like, I'm having people overnight. And then it would end up being a huge bash. Everybody would show up. It's but insane. you had to do it that way. Like an animal house party. Yeah. And yeah. then friends of friends of friends, kids from five towns away or People you didn't up. know. Yep. And then you pray for the cops to come to your house for the first time. <laughs> you call the cops. I actually you call, call the them. Co- yeah. I'm like, I, there are people here I don't know, and they won't leave. Oh, uh, we would. So I and, never. Had- and I didn't get in trouble for all the booze all the, that yeah. was there. We, we would make didn't. it up and say that the, the cops were coming, but you would tell the select few that were able to stay at the party, and you'd be like, the cops are coming. And everyone would run, and then you'd have yeah. your normal party that you wanted. Go hide in the hedges. There was a, was a movie, it was a Project X, about the, uh, the it was a true story. I think it was the early. Uh, maybe, it was about the chimps being trained for the uh, something similar thing. like that. Yeah, but there's some, but it was uh, yeah, there was one of them too. But there was it was a uh, these kids throw a party and it's early days of social media and it got out and it made the news. It was actually a factual story. And oh it yeah, off the charts. Yep, and it was pure carnage. But yeah. I mean, you talk about how quickly the word can get out even without social media and then multiply that exponentially. Yeah. Do you do you follow your kids on social media? Uh you know what? I'm aware of their social media, and they're aware of mine. I try to give them space, give them a little bit of latitude. I'm not, you know, shoving yeah. my nose in their thing. But I do tell them that it really, uh, if you're an employer, that's the first thing you check. You oh go to their, their Facebook yeah. and everything. My niece taught me, you use a fake name, an alias, and that way they can't track you when you're looking for a job, and you can still be a clown on social media. Mm. Uh, and I told my sons that, and they're, you know, oh, Dad, we know how to handle this. But, you know, I, 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 that stuff follows you forever. Oh, yeah, there was a cousin of mine who was, like, you know, on Facebook, pictures, doing bongs. I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm like, yeah. people are going to look at that down the road and probably have an issue with it. You might want to reel back on that a little bit. You wouldn't know? you if you were an employer? Wouldn't you if Absolutely. you were hiring someone? Absolutely. Yeah. People do it when they date. They quickly check out somebody's yeah. profile. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do that if you're going to start paying somebody and give them uh, medical insurance? Of uh, course you want to check. I've done, you know, I've been at this for a long time, so I've said some horrible things that are out there in the ethers, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that they're, my kids are going to find sometime. Yep. Unfortunately, we'll have that come to Jesus conversation at the time, but are they, right are, now. Are they funny? Are they, are they interested in they what you do? They think they're hysterical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're wrong. Yeah. Yes, they really do. Uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, <laughs> mom and dad are comedians, and so they, uh, they, they think it's genetic. It's not. Uh, so. <laughs> do, you, do you run material by them? 
I mean, they're not your audience, but do you run material no, they, by them? They've actually given us jokes, and Carrie and I will hosey them right away. Like, as soon as Harry <laughs> says something funny, we'll be like, it's mine, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dibs. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, if they if they have a one-liner or something that's funny that works in the end, I'm like, you know, I'll pay for your college, but you got to hook me up with a one-liner. Does <laughs> <laughs> it get competitive? Well, uh, you, you, you have both of you. I mean, because obviously you're both working towards the same goal, which is the betterment of your family, but yes. you are comedians out getting uh, gigs it's not anymore because the money all goes to the same bank account but when we first moved to new york there were people that would call the apartment to hire carrie and yeah that and if i answered the phone that was just an uncomfortable situation right you know and then vice versa people would call for me and then carrie would be like here it's for you uh so we got over that so would quickly. you would you post something damning on her social media no she dated a few comics before me her nickname okay. was comic relief and i don't want to talk about it but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so she already was kind of established when we got down there and i was established we both moved from boston down to new york and so if they were looking for a funny female, clearly they weren't looking for me, and vice versa. So right? There wasn't that competitive thing at, at first. Okay. Uh, and you know, it's been so far seventeen years of marriage. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we're going to tell everybody once again about the show tonight, Sellersville Theater, eight o'clock. Doors open at seven thirty. If you'd like to get your tickets, they're available at st nine four. Dot com. So get out and see Tom Cotter. It's good to see you again, man. Thanks for hey, being here. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yes. Yep. Tom Cotter, guys. Yeah. We'll take a break and be right back. So stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go. Your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our next guest is in town. There's a signing that she's going to be doing for a book at Barnes & Noble in Fairless Hills uh, Tuesday, November 5th at 7 p.m. There's also another signing. Marissa, what did I do with that? Uh, It's right here. Um, Sunday the 3rd. So before that, she's going to be at the uh, Barnes & Noble at the Christiana Mall. Um, NXS is one of my favorite bands. Like we were just talking off air. One of mine as well. Uh, and I, I loved it. They were a pop band that had substance to it. Uh, well, and they, one of the most charismatic front mans I've ever seen. Yeah. Front I, men, I should yeah, say. Uh, yeah. Michael, Michael Hutchins. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we, I, uh, you've met him. Yes. Yes. Met, I had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Weston was just telling me uh, all, all wonderful experiences. Yep. Uh, his sister is here. The book is called Michael, my brother, lost boy of an excess. Please welcome Tina Hutchins to the yeah. show this morning. Hello, Thank Tina. You. Good morning. Thanks good for being morning. here. Uh, question, how many siblings in the Hutchins family? There are three of us. Okay, and where do you fall? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest, because I know you were 12 years uh, Michael Sr. That's right. Um, so did that kind of put you in a, um, uh, besides sibling, a, a maternal type of position as well? 12 years is a pretty good range. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely, because um, our parents were both working long hours. My mother was already in the movie industry. She was a makeup artist, so... okay. Uh, I would come home from school and the babysitter would hand me Michael. No kidding. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's uh, reading through some of the stuff and reading interviews with you. And, and I know Preston and, and I consider ourselves pretty knowledgeable on the band and, and uh, Michael himself. And you know, as fans, you know, throughout the years, 
And I was reading things I had never heard. And, and, and um, that's part of your mission. Because there have been about, what, like eight or nine books on NXS and Michael mm-hmm. Hutchins. Uh, and um, there are things that you were talking about. One of the things you made expressly clear is that you, you wanted to uh, remove this caricature that you believe has been created of your brother and, and, and get the real information out there. Because sometimes, you know, you get thumbnail sketches of people and we consume this stuff and we think we know them and, and you wanted to, if for lack of a better phrase, right or wrong in this case. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, I wanted to change his legacy. Yeah. He was a terrific guy. I mean, everybody I met who did interview him were just have wonderful things to say about him. He he was very well read. Yeah. You know, uh, he loved poetry. In fact, he always spoke of his lyrics as his poetry. And... Um, he just, you know, he was a, a lovely guy, and uh, when I, I when think- I met him, he was. I mean, everybody's story is the same. How maybe perhaps a little bit shy at first, but then you mm-hmm. con- conversive and good, and and was really would talk to you, and that was I I was I mean I had nothing going on. I just really kind of started in radio when I met him, mm-hmm. and he could not have been nicer. Um, in the in the book, though, you bring up something that I maybe I had heard of, but. It, he had suffered a a traumatic brain injury. That's right. And yeah. and there was a, a a sort of a substantial shift in his personality after that. And I don't ever remember that being accounted for or or considered because I remember as a kid, my neighbor, a good friend of mine, had a similar traumatic brain injury that involved a a, a car. And I always would say there was Greg, and then Greg. 2.0. Exactly. A different person. Mm-hmm. And that's what you say happened to Michael. Absolutely. How old yes. was he? How old was he? When when, when he had his brain injury. Uh, it was 92. So, okay. Yeah, he must have been. And what had happened? Um, he uh, was in Denmark with uh, Helena Christensen. They had gone out for some takeout and they were on their bikes and uh, I guess he, he, there was a cab that came around the corner, and the cab driver felt that he wasn't, Michael wasn't getting out of the way fast enough. Um, they have very small streets there. Right. And the cab driver jumped out of the cab, went straight to Michael without saying a word, and just punched him. Michael was holding food and the bike, and he went straight back and fractured the back of his skull. Wow. And so he had this this tremendous. And so you, as his sister, that uh, you believe this set him on a different path. Oh, absolutely. Re- rewired him. Oh, it did. It did. But he kept that very much a secret. Oh well, that Sorry, music yeah, just yeah. automatically yeah, yeah. came on for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, he asked Helena not to tell anybody how bad it was. Because- okay. And uh, I think he was concerned that he'd been told uh, some of the pitfalls, um, uh, lighting, uh, loud sound, and, and uh, crowds could... Uh, so all the stuff that was part of his profession, that his everything life. that was essentially part of his profession could exacerbate what he now had. Absolutely, Steve. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It would not have known that. Mm-hmm. And so you as his, as his sister, were, were there actual... Were there, did, were there personality shifts? Oh yes, yeah. Could you and describe it, what you what you was, noticed? 
Yes, I mean it was probably the only time that we that we had any run-ins or anything yeah. because he was such an easygoing man. Yeah, and uh, always up for a good time, you know. And uh, I got so crazy about uh, ninety-five, ninety-six. I actually he was in town, and uh, I sent him a, a letter before I went to see him, and uh, he called me and said, "Come over here immediately. We've got to talk about this." Because I was saying to him. I think you're getting sort of you're too big for yourself or something. Okay. I felt that he was, you know, just thinking he was uh, all too much. The yeah. Ego, the and ego was, was getting out of control. And, huh? and which would be so wrong for right. Michael. You know, that was yeah. not him at all. And um, we just sat and thrashed it out for the afternoon. And uh, then we had a good time. In fact, when I was leaving, he gave me this gorgeous gorgeous jacket that Helene had just worn in a show or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But you know, I, I, it did. It was quite noticeable. Yeah. I want to ask you about the music because, um, and, and your impressions of it still to this day, uh, listening to Don't Change with my headphones on just now, um, it, it's still an emotional impact for me. I listen to it at least once a week. I love that song. And the, the album Kick uh, came out in 1987 when I was uh, in seventh grade, and I got it on cassette. I listened to it over and over and over again on my Walkman. Um, and uh, like most um, bands that have a musical impact on your life, it takes you to a certain time. It puts you in a certain place when you listen to those songs. Now, uh, for you, it's got to be very different because your association with the band is not like what mine is. And mm-hmm. I'm curious as to what uh, what the musical impact is for you when you hear an in excess song today. Mm. Well, I, I, I love it. I mean, I still... Love it. At first, I couldn't listen to any. I, I think it took me two or three years after Michael died that I could listen to um, an excess music. Um, but uh, now I love it. In fact, I go see a. There's a band you have, a local band, um, Kick the In Excess Experience. Oh, cool! A tribute band. Corey Massey, what yeah. a fabulous voice. And um, yeah, and I, I actually, well, I was with them last night. Actually. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's again the, the the sound and everything to to me I, I I'm I'm listening to some in excess song mm-hmm. some some chunk every every week because there's 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 so much I love a beautiful girl and uh, and you know there's the, the uh, cake is, is is great never tear us apart never tear us apart just, oh yeah it's a perfect mm-hmm. song uh, but I remember after he passed they had a show actually with the remaining band members looking for a replacement singer mm-hmm. you know. Uh, was that a weird experience for you to have that? Uh, cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, how do you replace I, that? I don't know. And they subsequently did not. They couldn't find somebody who would who would live up to that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He was definitely. He had that. Um, you know, that thing that Jim Morrison had. That thing that uh, that those charismatic front people mm-hmm. have. Whatever that was. When did that uh, growing up start to uh, manifest in him? I mean, I'm sure he was a charismatic kid. He's a good-looking guy. He's a really good-looking yeah. guy, yeah. He was a, a great kid, yeah. He was always very friendly with people, shy. But uh, once he got talking, you know, he he always looked you directly in the eye. Okay. It didn't matter wh- what was happening around. Uh, he would look you directly in the eye. Yeah. There was something about him even when he was a kid. Yeah, he he just... You know, it's it's, it's funny because you just you describe your dad as being very, um, uh, very impulsive, uh, but also uh, like the life of the party. So yes. here's a guy who's this way, and so Michael maybe is a little bit sharp, but then can tap into what that aspect as a showman. Mm-hmm. What I found interesting, and correct, correct me if this story if I'm getting it incorrect, but 
so there was a, a point at which your mom and and dad split, and your mom took his, Michael. Michael's brother, uh, no, took Michael to the United States. Yes, left, came and joined me. Yes. Right, yes. and 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 so uh, and and she regretted doing that for the rest of for Rich. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, our younger brother, and so to split the family. Yeah. Well, she d- at the time, though, to be fair, yeah. at the time, our uh, divorce laws in Australia were very different. Okay. It took two years to get a divorce. You had to live apart, and she could see no way that the family could afford this or it could happen. And uh, uh, How does that I- affect Michael, you know, to, to, for her brother, you know? You know, I have to say that, of course, I would go back to Australia yeah. every year and see them, and, and the, the tension in the house was so bad and oh, so when oh. he got here he was a lot more relaxed okay. he sort of opened up and found himself he i sent him to north hollywood high <laughs> oh well, the, the, the celebrity yeah 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 that's uh, that, that's sort of cool uh so so it was it was actually a better scenario for him definitely okay definitely. it really did something for him there's also the question of the amount of money millions i guess that that went missing after Michael died, and and has there been any resolution to that? Not at all. Not no, at all. Um, no, the the uh, attorney who the uh, financial guru, yeah, <laughs> who was taking care of his money and actually John Farris's, um, took off. Took and, off. Uh, to this day, I mean, uh, the beneficiaries, uh, Rhett. And uh, his daughter, Tiger Lily, Michael's daughter, Tiger Lily, and I are the last beneficiaries. We've never seen a penny. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. But wow. you hear his voice on the radio all yeah. the time, yeah. right? Wow. So yeah. there are royalties coming in. Where are they going? Right. That's so got to be frustrating as all hell. They're going to in excess. <sighs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, if you're just tuning in. It's uh, we have Tina Hutchins who is here. The book uh, she's promoting is called Michael, My Brother, Lost Boy of NXS. Uh, Michael's death was ruled a suicide, uh, and we've seen some similar things happen in recent years. Chris Cornell, uh, Chester Bennington. I'm sure you're aware of those mm-hmm. uh, yeah. people, and that probably there's probably some minor bit of post-traumatic stress when you hear of things like that taking place because it's so similar mm. uh, to Michael. Does it bring back uh, th- that dread you had to have had when, when you found out about him? A certain amount, yes. yes. Mm. What is it... Was there any clear indication as to, as to why he took his own life? Was there any... Uh, were you able to have some closure out of that? Well, now, okay. yes, because yeah. I understand about TBIs, okay. what they can do. And, uh, the traumatic cor- brain injury, Traumatic right. brain injury. And the coroner's report absolutely set that out. It's just that the family didn't understand it when we were reading it. But basically, the ca- type of in- injury that he had, uh, that he sustained five years before, I'm told by experts that there was... Uh, Every indication was there that he would take his life if things got very difficult in his life. And, and he was going through a very difficult time. As I recall, so there was there had been a, a, a drug bust. There was a, a, a he was with Paul Yates, uh, who was Bob Geldof's ex. And there was a sort of an acrimony between those two. And he was sort of in that. And then also, from what I understand, you feel that that 97 tour should not have happened or he should have been looked after more he, comprehensively because you could see signs that something would happen. 
Yes, and the, and the band must have seen it too. Yeah, when you're traveling with somebody, you right. get to know them. Um, somebody was being years. somebody was being derelict. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, he said he didn't want to go on that tour. Uh-huh. He he absolutely mm. said up front. He said he didn't think he would could do it. He wasn't ready for it, and um, he did not want to go on the tour. But the band, you know, pushed ahead. They really wanted. Everybody wanted to couple more dollars i guess yeah. <laughs> no yeah you know and uh felt that they needed to tour that last uh album and uh he actually called um about six months before he died uh from europe he was in venice and he was he started to weep mm. and i said what's what is it and he said i just can't take it anymore mm. and i'm saying what you know i don't you can't you can't go on with the band he said i want to see my baby and i don't want to you know tiger lily was very tiny then yeah and um so by the time they got to he i I said will you be here soon and they got over to the u.s they finished the tour here but when he was going uh to australia to join the band um he called me the night he was leaving and said i i don't want to go and I, I actually told him not to go. I said, you've given 20 years. They can wait another two months or something. Right. I hear of people taking time off all the time. And he said, oh, you know. Was his, his work ethic wouldn't allow him to mm, not do that? Yeah. Yeah. Did that come back to, you know, phone calls like that? I mean, in hindsight, come mm-hmm. back to really haunt you, I would Absolutely. imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? And, and, and anyone who finds themselves in that situation... I mean, because who knows? If he would have said no, it could have couldn't come back, caused a rift with the band, the band breaks up, and that sends him into another depression as well. Mm-hmm. So are, are you able to think of scenarios like that that, you know, I mean, obviously he needed guidance. He needed help. Oh, and in yes. hindsight now, we're, we're learning more about these we things. We are. You see that in the NFL and professional mm-hmm. football, people who have uh, brain injuries regularly have, it's it's happened over years. They've taken their lives. And now we're taking the steps to make sure these people have the proper uh, counseling uh, mm-hmm. and, and guidance that they need now. Um, but, I, I, you know, I would imagine you got over blaming yourself for something like that, if oh. in, anybody would, you know. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I, I know he wouldn't want me to feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Know? That'd be the last thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, there's such, it's interesting because there's tragedy uh, and then there's art that comes out of tragedy, right? And I'm, in particular, I'm thinking of the song Stuck in a Moment by by you 2 which is, and that's about Michael, Michael. And, and, and Bono's relationship with him. And it's this beautiful, haunting song um, and for me, it's just, it's a pretty song that I love. Uh, it, what's it like for you? Oh, no, I, I, I think there have been many, uh, songs in tribute to Michael, actually. Um, and no, I, I think it's lovely. You're okay I with just, it? Oh, yes. Okay. At, Good. Yeah. at this point, I would imagine, because listen, yeah. the, the, uh, ultimately, uh, a gift, uh, not a week goes by where I'm not enriched by the music your brother created. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in a way, that's an ultimate tribute to the person. And when I met him years ago, I still tell people about when I met Michael Hutchinson and how cool he was and all of that. So that's the legacy that lives on. And that's yeah. what you, in essence, are attempting to do with the book and get Absolutely. the word out about a full picture mm-hmm. and not a headline picture of your brother. That's right. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, the signings are taking place. Uh, Like I said, the next one is going to be Sunday uh, in Newark at the Barnes & Noble Christiana Mall. And then on Tuesday, uh, Tina will be at the Fairless Hills location of Barnes & Noble. 
And that's at the Court at Oxford Valley, and that's at 7 o'clock. So that's Tuesday, November 4th. You can come first, uh, 5th, I'm sorry, you can come out, get the book, and uh, have it signed by Tina. Uh, well, we're glad you had time to come by here. We're huge fans uh, of your brother, and uh, and we thank you for your time and wish you all the best. Thank you very much. All right, Tina Hutchins, guys. Yes. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. <clears throat> that song, 16 by Highly Suspect. By the way, seven people really hate that song. <laughs> I, I just, really liked it. it. I, and then the, uh, I wasn't listening uh, enough to hate it. I enjoyed it, uh, and now I'm wrong for enjoying it, I'm sure. But <laughs> I, I, thought it, I thought it was a good song. Did you, did you listen to the lyrics? Uh, no, I listened. I was. I had my headphones on, but I did not right. listen to the lyrics. So I would, I'm not a pay-attention-to-lyrics guy until maybe right. after I've lived with the song for a while. So and yeah, then yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, what's the message about? So apparently it's a true-to-life story. And and I'll paraphrase the lyrics because I was kind of semi paying attention. But it says, uh, "It took sixteen years to find you, one second to love you, seven years to hold you, one minute to leave you." I think it was "leave you" or "no, it's yeah. over" or something like that. Anyway, so you can hear lyrically later on. Apparently, what happened? I guess this was his wife, and uh, they get pregnant. They're both Caucasian. Yeah, she has the baby. The baby's black. Aha! Uh-huh. And and they don't have any uh, history in their family of... Uh, it was like me, myself, and Irene. Like. And so he's like, ah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you got some splaining yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. And the, oh. it was over after that. So that's how oh. he found out she cheated on him. Wow. By, by the baby. And I guess so, she didn't know either. May I don't know. Now, I don't know the story if it was just like a one-time, hmm. you know, thing, or she had something going on the side, or she was playing around with a bunch of guys, or I don't know what, but... That's a pretty interesting concept for a You're song. You're so wrong. It was a bunch of guys. <laughs> oh. You got it oh. way wrong, I don't even honey. know who it was. <laughs> they brought the lyrics up here in the studio, and uh, the starting with the, well, I thought I was the father, it's pretty direct. Not a lot of gray area yeah. on that one. Uh, That's yeah. when my auntie told me to move to Bel Air. No, no. Uh, and because, yeah, here we go. Here's uh, a baby. You... It's not my daughter because baby's a different color. Yeah. And baby, I'm not a brother. <laughs> I, it was just you. It was just too much to swallow. Rip, rip my heart out. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, That's pretty wild. Oh, is he at the top? As I pulled up, I saw Idris Alba leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't blame her. What a sexy. Yeah. It, world, honestly. So, you know, I mean... Now that's. Um... <laughs> Well, that's a weird. But honestly, that's me, myself, and Irene when the uh, when they're pressing. They're, they're trying to skip over. I don't it. remember. I haven't seen that movie in so, so long. So she has. There's uh, Tony Cox, I think it is the the, the dwarf who's yes. The, right. So so that's he's right. giving birth, and it's it's the twins, uh-huh. and they're black. Yeah, yeah. And so the other, no one admits it. No one says anything about it at the barbecue. And he goes, and the one they please oh, why? Somebody has to say something. Yeah. Some somebody has to say like he's like it just happened that I I'm the father of two black children. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, and, and you know and, and come on. All right, right. Well, it's it's interesting. Had I, I I wouldn't have paid attention to that. I had no idea. You never know. Got to listen in. <laughs> All right. Uh we got B file stories to do, so let's go ahead and do them right now. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, it's brought to you by Gwinnett Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living. Check out their fall open house on Saturday, November 9th to learn more about their excellent academics. I didn't have my phone on mute there. 
Uh, <laughs> they're excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service. Sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. This is going to seem like we already had this story, but we didn't. Some Michigan schools are eyeing homemade desserts with suspicion after finding pot-laced brownies and candies in kids' lunches. Here we go again. We were just talking about that at a German funeral. Uh, schools across Michigan have reported cases of kids eating the drug containing treats, uh, wittingly or unwittingly. So the superintendent, Kelly Williams, wrote a uh, to parents saying, due to the nature of edibles and the fact that they frequently resemble traditional homemade baked goods and prepackaged candy, we're strongly discouraging parents from sending students to school with home baked snacks or prepackaged items, or prepackaged items. Prepackaged edibles? Uh, th- no, it shouldn't be. Anyway, especially with unfamiliar branding. Uh, last year, <laughs> Michigan voters approved a ballot measure to legalize rec- recreational marijuana. Uh, users must be 21, and school districts maintain zero tolerance policies for the drug schools. So I guess, or drug, uh, yeah, drugs in schools. So I guess since it's now legally available, right. if it recreationally, says, it might be easier to get and to take into school and just say, I'm just having my gummy I'm just bears. having my brownie. Yeah, I'm yeah. just smoking this brownie. So they're not going to allow that. Uh, the operators, I think this is a great idea. All right. I, I think we should maybe steal this idea. The, uh, the operators of the Gatlinburg Sky Bridge, a pedestrian suspension bridge in Tennessee, are giving people the chance to dispose their Halloween pumpkins by throwing them from the bridge to the ground, 150 feet below. The bridge is the longest of its kind in North America, and visitors can toss their pumpkins for $5 starting at 4 p.m. today, and their aim is to have more than 100 people throw pumpkins over the side at the same time. At about six thirty, should do that from the observation deck of uh, City Hall. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right? No, but if we could do that and maybe uh, raise money for the camp out for hunger. Yes. Uh, charge per pumpkin. If we could find a bridge that would allow us oh, to do yeah. something like that, we could turn Over it into the a, Delaware. a cool fundraiser. Yeah, right over ninety-five. I'm sure. Sure, right? Yeah. No, but maybe we can find a, a place that would be. If someone knows. Let us know, because I think it'd be cool to do well, something like that. Bill's always like, looking for something. Who doesn't like smashing a pumpkin? It's fun. Of course. You know, so, and, uh, and it's biodegradable, and the wildlife will eat it, and there you go. So, or, right. n- or not. Or not. It just rots. And but it attracts vermin and animals that it cause diseases. But if it ends up benefiting Camp Out for Hunger, it's, it's, a, it's a, an even break there. Or maybe I ever thought that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you've ever Googled wisdom teeth, you know that they can I be do it all the time. impressively long. Uh, but they're nothing compared to this. A dentist in Germany has taken a tooth out of someone's mouth measuring 1.46 inches. He pulled the tooth from the mouth of a patient in severe pain last year. Is that a substantial length? It's a Guinness World Record. Is it? Yeah, 1.46 inches. And as the, the tooth is actually 5 millimeters bigger than the previous largest on record. Is it the same ratio for penises? Yeah, it's about that. <laughs> no. Because I'm a stud. Have you ever seen uh, our uh, programming assistant, Mars? Have you ever seen her tattoos? Yes, of the teeth. Of the teeth. Yes, yeah. And they look like wisdom teeth. They do, yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to, I'm curious about a lot of things about Mars. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that 1.6 inches constitutes a world record wisdom tooth. 1.46. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it sounds, same thing with uh, with tongue lengths. Tongue lengths, you hear the length, you're like, that doesn't seem that long. But when you actually see it, you're like, oh my God, yeah, it actually is really, really long. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the longest in the world. That is wild. Got it in Germany. But we need to ask Mars about her teeth tattoos. We need to just do like a full segment with everything. Her. <laughs> Mars has this. all a bunch of cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. A young woman who dressed up as a character from Carrie of horror movie and book fame 
scared the daylights out of the first responders who arrived to help her after a car struck a deer at an Ohio interstate highway while she was on her way home from work. So, if you remember the end of Carrie, Carrie's drenched in blood. I yes. mean, covered in blood. From a bucket. And this girl is in her tiara, and yeah. she's wearing the dress, and she's got a bloody face. So, they thought she destroyed herself in this car accident. It's it was just, just a fender bender, and it was They're the makeup. They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah, so the emergency medical technicians were desperate to treat the gore-soaked Sydney Wolf. And she tried to explain that it was a costume for her appearance in a local haunted house. Luckily, all the blood stains were indeed fake. She was okay. And then one more story. Let's no, let's do two more stories. We got time. A one-ton boulder known as the Wizard Rock has mysteriously vanished from a national forest in Arizona. Someone has stolen a one-ton boulder. Yeah, like out in the middle of the woods. What is this world coming what to? What the hell is going on here? Uh, the popular landmark described as a beautiful black boulder with white quartz running through it went missing two weeks ago from Prescott National Forest. It was believed someone used heavy equipment to remove the boulder. No, or they just, just like a, picked it up and yeah. walked away with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah Clausen, the, the ranger of the I ranger. I bet you they used some sort of machinery. Of the Ranger District said, our hope is that it will be returned to us and these recent recurring events will become an educational opportunity. Sorry I took your boulder. Uh, taking minerals from National Forest land is illegal without a valid permit, officials said. But Wizard Rock is hardly the first gigantic rock to be taken from federal land. In 2009, an 80-pound heart-shaped rock was taken from Granite Mountain Wilderness. It was anonymously returned after a local paper ran a story on its disappearance. More recently, two boulders weighing between 750 and 2,000 pounds were removed in separate incidents. What is the policy towards getting your Christmas trees from federal land? <laughs> it's totally allowed. <laughs> Officials have asked uh, for the public's help in finding information about the removal of the wizard rock. Nikki, run out and get that boulder. <laughs> All right, and then one... We need some decorations. <laughs> last story. Uh, it's not a problem that many highway officers... I like that boulder. <laughs> Casey's back, by the yeah. way. That's where we got the boulder up. Uh, it's not a problem many highway officers anticipate while on patrol, but increasingly, the California Highway Patrol is having to deal with bottles of urine and human feces left on the side of the road. Hot spit. It's happening so often to the CHP that they began trying to come up with ways to stop it. When Officer McDonald signed up for the job 25 years ago, he didn't expect that he'd be dealing with so much human waste. He said officers are finding more and more of it left on the side of the road. Human feces can be found almost everywhere along Interstate 80 in the Sierras. How freaking disgusting. He said it doesn't. It does seem like it's something that uh, would be common sense. Yeah, it's gotten to this point, and I don't know why. Uh, it's so bad that the CHP put out a social media alert about the situation, calling for drivers to stop. Uh, but there's another side of the story, according to certain truck drivers. One of them interviewed, a guy named Jose Cervantes, said, It doesn't matter which freeway you're driving, you'll find rest areas closed. He said rest stops are often closed off, uh, closed off, and sometimes when drivers do find public bathrooms, they're turned away. After hours on the road, he said that it becomes a safety hazard, and he said, And I try not to do it. What are you going to do? I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, still, the CHP says there's no excuse for leaving waste on the side of the road. Can't they wander in a little bit? You need to. or Behind or, that boulder? Or take it with you. You might yeah. do that. So, all right, anyhow. Uh, by the way, a text came in and says, I have several boulders in my yard I'd love to have stolen. <laughs> if you could announce that, please. All right. Casey's back! Yeah! Oh, sorry to disappoint some of the people out there, but I'm back. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. Well, Everything good? 
Yeah, right. yeah. So it was just a perfect storm of like um, of stuff that happened this morning. Uh, my wife ha- had to go away for business for the day, so she's not home. She's an assassin. She is <laughs> uh, alleged assassin. Alleged. Uh, we'll say my mother. It was at church. Uh, plus, she couldn't have done what I needed to do. My son was at a sleepover, and he was sick, so I had to go get him from the sleepover. He also. Um, he gets strep throat, right? So, like, I, I think strep throat is one of those things that, like, once you get it, like, you're more susceptible to it. So he had uh, woken up at, like, 4, 4.30 with a sore throat. It's very <sighs> contagious, too, isn't it? And it's it not? very contagious. And, and, and not at home. And not at home. <sighs> and so it, it, contagious is the biggest thing because my daughter is in this play that comes out on Thursday. Oh, and man. She's yep. playing. It's frozen, and she's Olaf. And if she gets sick, that would be... She would hate him for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. um, so I needed to get him, take him to urgent care. Urgent care doesn't know until eight, so blah, blah, blah. He doesn't have sore throat, thank God. Oh, he oh. doesn't? No, he doesn't. Just That's a sore throat? Good. Just a sore throat. Good. Just a cold. Good, good. Uh, he's wiped out, but he's at home. Everything's good. All right, we're good. Uh, yeah. All right, excellent. They didn't open, open up early because you're on the radio? No, I tried. <laughs> you need to understand, I'm a broadcaster. Don't oh. you know who I am? Yeah. And, uh, you, and you got to sit in morning traffic, too. Uh, surprisingly, wasn't that bad. I took wow. all these back roads, so I don't know what people are complaining about. <laughs> roads, are, roads are fine. Absolutely. You should see the traffic screen this morning. Yeah, it's yeah. been a sea of accidents oh, no. and it's all crazy. that stuff. It's been a nightmare. I will say the majority of it was in Bucks County. There was some in Montgomery County, uh, and, I mean, not as much in Delaware County, so Casey, you were lucky on the back roads. Yeah, but I, I did notice uh, last week or so that there is an overabundance of uh, road construction going on these days. There is a ton. I, I was just commenting about this. So you have a detour mm-hmm. that puts you onto a road that has another detour on it. Yeah. And before you realize, you're back at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. So yeah. we're all good. We need to uh, pay the bills. So. All right, let's yep. do that very thing. And let me give away some more. I have my last Red Robin gift card, by the way. Red Robin. Yum. Yum. Uh, we have a $50 gift card, and we'll take caller number 5 at 215-263-WMMR. You want to try Red Robin's Delicious Impossible Patty on your favorite gourmet Red Robin burger. Or, yeah, on your form? Okay. And uh, add their bottomless... Whatever the hell you want. Add their bottomless steak fries for a full serving of yum. And you can find your closest Red Robin today at redrobinpa.com. So caller 5 will give that to you, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll have a lesson question when we return to more. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at wmmr.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. What I noticed by of several trick-or-treaters last Instant night. Instant noticer. Uh, well, sort of. All right. I guess so. But uh, several kids were coming up and weren't wearing a costume at all. And yeah. I'm like, where's your costume? And the kid points to his bag, goes, it's in here. He's like, dude, it's too hot. It's too hot. I had to take it off. I had like a full body, you know, yeah. suit thing. He's like, I can't wear it. That happened as well many yeah. times. I, I, yeah. I had almost a near like 300 uh, kids coming by the house, and they were there's some great costumes. But the fact I was out on the the porch, you know, to like nine nine thirty, t shirt, no problem. Yeah, super comfortable. What did you see most of last night? Oh uh, God, I saw a lot of Descendants. I did too. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I knew that we had we had mentioned in the most popular costumes this year. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of them. And uh, what freaked uh, what freaked a few out is that uh, um, like I knew specific characters, and so man, did I look like a like a creep. I just know Mal. When Mal's came to the door, yeah. I said, "Hey, yeah. Mal." Yeah. Um, there were a lot of ghillie suits in my neighborhood last night. There were really? five ghillie suits in my neighborhood. Wow. Both grass and Mickey? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no. Oh. Grass. 
I didn't. Uh, Nick's microphone. That's right. Yeah, that's what my son was. Yep. And it was awesome. And he hid in the bushes successfully. (laughs) And uh, it's a great costume. Uh, Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, a lot, a a ton of, um, a a, a ton of uh, uh, Power Rangers. Still, believe it or not. Okay. A ton of Marvel. Spider-Man, the new yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Lots of Marvel. A uh, little less on the Black Panther this year. I saw a few of those last night. A lot of Shazam. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah. Well, right. That's a good one. It's a good have, costume. Have you guys seen Shazam yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. No. I love it. Because it's on HBO now, so anybody who hasn't, uh, it is, I love this. That, that's, that's home box office? That is the home <laughs> box office, I believe. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robin, yeah. HBO. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, that's that. It's a great movie. Do we it's have awesome. that HBO thing that I? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, by the way, by the yeah. way, while, yeah, yeah. while he's looking for that, yeah, yeah. so I, I have a moment. Someone, somebody texted him and said, "What are the letters of the week so far?" No, it doesn't. <laughs> Work that way. No. We don't ask for much. No. The but- word of the week is strictly for those who listen every single day. And ha- and it's just the way it works. You and gotta- can you give me the word of the week prize, yeah. please? Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Tune in Friday and get all the letters. Doesn't work that way. You have to. Hold on. Marissa's pointing and wants to say something. If perhaps maybe you li- you miss one letter, it's always on the podcast. It's always on the podcast. Right. But they want to know what jerk. all of them are. Jerk. Yeah. What is the word before you give the letter? Nick started to say, it started to write back, (laughs) F-U-C. They haven't responded Uh, yet. All right, we'll see what they say. Good luck. Did you find the HBO I don't know if I found the right one. Uh, HBO movie intro. No, no, that's the real one. That's the real one. It's no problem. This is more the one where it goes, yeah. Like yum yum, uh, <laughs> If I don't have it, then who has it? I don't. That's a know. good question. There's been a lot of construction here lately. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I haven't seen Mike the Painter in a little yeah, while. Mike the Painter. <laughs> Where got, has Mike the Painter been? I've got the HBO. A uh, duh. <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park. He has a Barbasol can with the recording in it. Uh, There's still some white patches and blue tape. Mike needs to uh, come and I touch know. everything up. It's like the old song, white patches and blue tape. <laughs> Um, so uh, Mike is working for, so their Keating is the, uh, the, the, like the builder around here. Yep. And so he's working for that company as well. So he's in the building somewhere. All right. Or is he? Or is he? <laughs> All right. We're going to do today's lesson question. And, uh, today we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan. It's going to be Friday, oh. November. What? Ah, I, I found it. <laughs> Mike, Mike just showed up with it. And hit it. Here we go. <laughs> Totally worth it. One more time. <laughs> Adore. <laughs> I wish. I wish that happened. All right. <laughs> when did you make that? A year, two years ago. Oh, okay. It's been a while. All right. <laughs> Steely Dan tickets. Lesson question. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Uh, which country exists in a time zone that's only a half hour off? Oh, yes. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Which country exists in a time zone that's only a half hour off? If you were listening earlier, <laughs> you may have heard it. We're not going to tell you what it is. You need to know this. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash. Right, you're calling in. The trash business is a gold 
93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by Worldwide Stereo's 40th anniversary mega sale. Three days, two locations, one crazy sale, one store, in-store only. Uh, November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Montgomeryville and Ardmore stores. The biggest sale in 40 years. Details at WorldwideStereo.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, one-hit wonder band Crazy Town. Do you remember them? I do. They received injuries after their tour van crashed head-on with a moose in Ontario last night. As first responders tried to get essential medical information from the disoriented band, one paramedic finally had to insist that they all, quote, forget the moose for a moment. <laughs> yes. oh, Thank you, Steve. Ian Ziering calling quits on his nine-year marriage and asking for a divorce from wife Erin Ludwig. Ludwig says she will eagerly grant that divorce if it means not having to act proud of Ziering's career. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, former Playboy Playmate, we talked about this, Holly Madison claiming she was able to reach Hugh Hefner during a seance last night and says she made peace with her ex. Hollywood psychic Patty Negri says that they knew they had reached Hefner when the candles on the table flickered and the room filled with the smell of piss. Oh. <laughs> and that's the Hollywood track. All right, let's see if someone knows which country exists in a time zone that's only a half hour off. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, I'm going to go to Aaron. See if he knows. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Delco. Damn it. He is a fan of Delco. Delco. Aaron, tell me the name of the country, please. It is Half Hour of Stand. Half Hour of Stand. That's correct. Hang on a second, Aaron. You got it. And we are going to set you up with some tickets to see Steely Dan. That's on Friday, November 8th, one week from today at the Met, Philly. Part of their epic three-night stand at the Met, November 6th, 8th, and 9th. The show on the 9th is sold out. By the way, some tickets for the 6th and 8th are still available via Ticketmaster.com. Complete details at WMMR.com. Let's get into music news, shall we? Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I had three testicles. All right, as uh, heavily rumored for the past week, Green Day performed its breakthrough 1994 album, Dookie, in full during a concert in Madrid, Spain, on Wednesday night. Billy Joe Armstrong previously teased the surprise set on Instagram, and uh, the rockers launched immediately into the LP at a 2,500-capacity venue called La Riviera. Uh, The performance featured every single song off the trio's third LP, including some that hadn't been played live in over five years, such as... Excuse me, Chump, and In the End, and the LP's hidden acoustic track, All By Myself. Following the Dookie performance, Green Day proceeded with a 12-song set of favorites from the rest of their catalog, like Minority, Bang Bang, Revolution Radio, Holiday, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and the new single, Father of All. And the show closed with a two-song encore of American Idiot and Jesus of Suburbia. I took Dookie home yesterday. Uh, they do have a ton of great songs. They do. And uh, the show next summer is going to be, I'm, I'm very much looking They're all to short songs, too. So yeah. a Green Day concert is usually features routinely about 250 songs. Yep. Uh, it's unclear whether the band will give any more full performances of Dookie, which celebrated its 25th anniversary this year. But uh, Green Day does have a full tour booked for next year, like I said, with Fall Out Boy and Weezer, and they will be in Philly, of course, at the ballpark. The show's always supposed to be uh, amazing. I know Marissa's seen them a number of times, and the fact that they uh, are very audience interactive. Yep. I love that. Hailstorm will celebrate the 10th anniversary of the band's self-titled debut album with, uh, I'm sorry, studio album by uh, releasing a special 
vinyl edition of the LP on December 20th, and it will feature all new artwork as well as pre-production demos and bonus material to tell the story of how that first album came about the, and the struggles and wins and the things that happened through the music, according to guitarist Joe Hottinger. Uh, released in 2009, Hailstorm's debut album featured the top ten radio singles, I Get Off, <laughs> I Get Off, and It's Not You. Launching it's the, not you. Launching, launching the Pennsylvania-based band as mainstays at Rock Radio with three more albums and numerous top ten singles to follow. That's Bill's I, pillow talk. I get I off. get off. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel so good. <laughs> I get off. There it is. Yeah. I get off. Go get a towel. Uh, My Chemical Romance has announced that the band will reunite next month for its first concert in seven years. Uh, The group will perform at the Shrine Expo Hall in L.A. on Friday, December 20th. Tickets go on sale Friday, by the way. Uh, My Chemical Romance announced its breakup in 2013. Since then, frontman Gerard Way released his debut solo album, 2014's Hesitant Alien, and several standalone singles. He also saw his award-winning comic book, The Umbrella Academy, adapted into a Netflix series, which is awesome, uh, earlier this month, it was revealed that Way would be scoring Kevin Smith's upcoming Clerks sequel. How about oh, that? As well, yeah. Look at um, him doing all these other projects. And then I just saw on social media yesterday, and, you know, take it for what it's worth, I, it may not be true, but uh, he and Joe Rogan are related, like they're cousins or something like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, My brain is exploding with all this new information. Way's bandmates also preserve various solo projects. Guitarist Frank Iero had uh, released a pair of solo albums. Uh, bassist Mike Way formed a group called Electric Century. And guitarist Ray Toro briefly toured with a project called Reggie and the Full Effect. Now, what prompted the members to reunite for the December date remains unknown for now, as well as whether they intend to do more shows. One last story. This is pretty deep into the classic rock uh, category, but I love this. And I'm a huge fan of John Fogarty. I love Creedence Clearwater Revival. Amazing. Uh, John has donated the fee for his scrapped Woodstock 50 performance to pay for a new home for a U.S. veteran. That's that. amazing. I thought that was great. Last summer, when the doomed festival was on its last legs, Fogarty had uh, gone on re- uh, on record stating that he would give his already paid guarantee to a good cause in the spirit of the original 1969 Woodstock Festival, which he performed with Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, Variety reported a groundbreaking ceremony is set for Veterans Day, November 11th in Las Vegas, where the legendary singer-songwriter will dedicate the Proud Mary John Fogarty Container Home at Veterans Village. After the ceremony, Fogarty, a veteran of the U.S. Army Reserves, will accompany local Las Vegas vets to a private screening of his new concert film called 50-Year Trip Live at Red Rocks, which airs nationally that night via Fathom Events. In any movie where they ever cut to a scene of Vietnam, uh, you're going to hear Creedence. Yep. There's so many songs yep. that, that tied right in with that time. All right, and that's what I have in music news for you. We'll take another break. We'll return in a moment, and uh, we'll get that. We'll get the letter for those of you who've been paying <laughs> attention this week. And we'll give away our prize, and we'll see what Pierre's got coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, let me get ourselves in place here because uh, we do have some stuff to make sure we take care of before we wrap for the week. We'll do our letter of the day, word of the week, in just a little bit. But I'd like to take this moment to thank a couple of people. Our guest, Mr. Tom Cotter, who is here. Yeah. Today. 
performing at the Sellersville Theater tonight at 8 o'clock. If you would like to grab some tickets, they're available at www.st94.com. And Tina Hutchins, who came by. Yes, very sweet. Sister of Michael uh, Hutchins from NXS. Very quiet, very, uh, very, and, and kind of, I guess, shy a little bit like her brother was. But when he got on stage, a total different story. Yeah. But she's telling the story of him and... Uh, you know, the real story behind him. And uh, she was just going on about what a lovely guy he was. And I believe that. And I did not know that about the traumatic brain injury that he had. He got knocked down by a guy, punched him, sucker punched him, hit his head, cracked his skull. And she said it was not the same uh, ever after that. It changed. It was in 1992. Yeah, that was a revelation for me as well. well yeah. So she's got a, a signing of uh, the book, which is going to be at uh, Barnes & Noble, Fairless Hills, on the 5th, and she's going to be at the Barnes & Noble Christiana Mall on the 3rd, on Sunday. She signed your book, right? She did sign my What'd book. What did she write? Is it personal? Uh, she wrote, hang on a second here. Uh, Thumbs up on an ace turd cutter. Yeah, well, there was... Uh, I don't think she's had that. There's something about my ass in here, but... Uh, <laughs> Just from hearing she... her speak, I, I don't think that's what she wrote. No. She wrote F hunger in the butt. Yeah. You have a, oh, a, a bunghole. No, uh, she wrote to Preston. Thank you for a great interview. So, there we go. That was nice. So, um, and thank you to Red Robin. Yeah. We sounded just like that. Just like that. We're just like them. We're just. <laughs> yum. Uh, let me see here. And I guess we should do the letter of the day. Is uh, is someone else going to handle I'll that? I'll figure it out. You'll Could figure call. it out. All right. Okay, so we'll turn around, look at the letters, and uh, we'll have a letter in mere moments. Here we go. Dude, what is going on here? I love you. I love you. I know what happened. I love you. Red Robin. Yum. Yum. <laughs> Red Robin. Robin. Yum. Yum. All right, am I ready? Not yet, bro. No. Uh-uh. Here, wait, and ready. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. K, as in kid and play. Right, Kath? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Was that a little interaction between you two? I just love her so much. Okay. Uh, call, he saw the hatred in my eyes. Caller number seven at 215-263-WM. This has been a weird day. Yeah. It's been I a very was, weird day. First of all, we started off. Casey had to leave early. Uh, we were all... I, I, I'm very tired from last night. Post, power went out last Post night. Halloween, Nick's power. Uh, yeah. heads are falling off. Chris <laughs> is sick. She's, the... she's spraying uh, uh, Lysol all, all over the place. She's farting like crazy. Oh she's getting uncontrollable gas. Heads <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, are falling off! Whoever said that earlier versus <laughs> farting again, like as if it was Casey back there. <laughs> the poor thing was just trying to get rid of her sickly germs. Uh, I would like to, I'm going to give away a, a little butt plug uh, right now. And I forgot to mention this earlier in the week, but uh, I, I think I'm going to stop by this. Uh, boardroom Spirits. Our buddy Robert Irvine is going to be there tomorrow. They're in Lansdale. Robert, that will alone. That's right to you. And they have a uh, they have a fundraiser that's going on, and it's uh, like thirty dollars, and it's cocktails and food, and all of the money, one hundred percent of the proceeds, are going to the Robert Irvine Foundation. That sounds wonderful for veterans. And uh, Robert's going to be there. 
I don't know what time is going to be. The, the event is from four to ten p.m., which is a pretty big window. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna plan to stop by there. So it's in Lansdale, and that is tomorrow. So um, if you'd like to meet Robert, he's he's the nicest guy, super nice, and I'm um, sure he'd love to say hi to you. And uh, you you know come by and try some great cocktails because obviously they'll be using boardroom spirits and uh, that raise some money for a really cool event. So that's in Lansdale. Tomorrow from 4 to 10 p.m. at uh, Boardroom Spirits. Robert Irvine Foundation. I think that's where it's located at. Let me double check. Where the hell is it? I have the info right here. Uh, Where is it? Where? Boardroom Spirits Distillery. Yes. All right. There we go. And it's at uh, 575 West 3rd Street in Lansdale. So just thought I'd give you a heads up on that. Would you mind if I did uh, some in-studio shout-outs? Yeah, I did. Uh, so we got Matt, the Australian lane. He flew all the way here from Australia. He's a huge Preston and Steve fan, and it's Always Sunny fan. That's and he came awesome. here specifically because he's a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's uh, awesome. So he Reed just wanted... Robin. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're incorporating it into everything. All right. All right. <laughs> to uh, our buddy Jim, who's a... Uh... Oh, was that the shark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it's, I, like, I hear a fart and just keep going. I know. Uh, Jim Turn Conley. the didgeridoo off, please. Well, well, Reed Robin. <laughs> Jim was an engineer on one of the badge projects that failed. Uh, but he's Jim! Still, he's still a great guy. He brought us a bunch of candy and M&Ms and stuff, so thank you. And then to, to Matt, I'm sorry, to Ed and Chris... We're sitting to my right. Uh, who uh, Chris is very interested in getting into radio and broadcasting, and a huge Flyers fan. So I just want to say hi and thanks to those guys. Nice. And by the way, uh, the story about uh, I'm sorry, your name Matt. again, Matt from Australia. Yeah. Was how how did he how did you you, you came in, Nicole? You, yeah. Come, no, come over here to the microphone. Red Robin. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. Because <laughs> did you first? You're now an Eagles fan. Did it st- yeah, get good. real close yeah, to the microphone? Yeah. Did it? Did it start with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it basically, uh, I was a huge Always Sunny fan. Yeah. And um, when my mates were all getting into NFL, I picked the Eagles because of Always Sunny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. I love the episode where they try out for the Eagles. That was uh, <laughs> yes. super funny. Um, I've actually got Mac from uh, Always Sunny tattooed on my inside forearm. Oh, Shut that's awesome. Yeah. Does, Does he, he know? It? Yeah. Let's see it. Because we'll send you can, you can leave your headphones yeah. on, or do you have to take, take a shirt off? Uh, oh, yeah, take it. Yeah. So, on Nicole, how did you how did you come to meet him? Nicole works in our traffic department. Get close to the microphone. Hi, please. we Thank were at you. the Giants game last year. It was a Thursday night game at some bar near the stadium. So naturally, all the Eagles fans you just find each other. I find this guy, and he's got some accent. I'm like, "Where are you from?" He's from Australia. Told yeah. me about the It's Always Sunny fanism, yeah. and that's how we met. Nice. There you go, and now you're friends. And he came in from. Uh, this will, you say, that's like a three-hour trip, right? From yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's say three, yeah, yeah, yeah. four, half-hour time difference. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Did you see the episode that we we're on that Steve and I are on? Yeah, yeah. Nice. The Flyers episode. We actually have two: yeah. the Flyers and yeah. the construction one with the uh, Green Man. Yeah, I want to see. Hang on, Super I want to see funny. the tattoo. Hold it out there. That's really nice. Oh, guys. dude! Oh my god! It's, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing work all together on your arm. What's who's that? Uh, this is a character from Peep Show. Okay. Uh, super hands, and I got them done in like a Pulp Fiction. Um, that is insane. Yeah, so. I think uh, Rob, is... Rob would dig that. So. Yeah, Rob needs to see that. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Okay. So I came in for the um, the Buffalo game. Uh, oh, okay. Last week, so so was, you went up there. Was really happy with the win. And, I was uh, there. Yeah, going on Sunday as well. So you're going on super, Sunday too. Nice, very nice. Are you by yourself? Yeah. Wow. Well, welcome. Pretty bold Thank of you, you to, to make this trip all alone. I'm an independent <laughs> man. Ah, <laughs> are you staying with Nicole? 
No, no. Yeah, no. He, he's in a hotel in the okay, city. Okay. Yeah. You right. ever been to a uh, Red Robin before? Uh, <laughs> Red Robin. Yum. No, but play the didgeridoo. It's gonna be oh, Red yeah. Robin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Does that drive you crazy? The stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little okay. bit. <laughs> but well, you gotta you gotta expect it as well. Of course. So, when yeah, we're yeah. fascinated, we're big fans of Australia. If, I love the people, but I know that everything in Australia will kill you. If, yeah. <laughs> Basically, if, yeah. if we were to go to Australia, would being American, would anybody throw like you know that stereotype stuff like like we do at, at Aussies like didgeridoo and g'day and blah 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 or incest? Okay, so what would it's it be? Good fun. What would it be? Oh, well, from Philadelphia, so you put you put me on the spot now. <laughs> all right, all right. No big deal. I, I, I was prepared for the stereotypes <laughs> to come at me. I didn't right. have to throw some back. I assume also regionally, if, would they know Philadelphia and cheesesteaks and Rocky and all that stuff, or would they know from, you know, I, I mean, there's, so it's, it's a... That's a very, a very Philly-centric. Right, right. Thing, so, so, yeah. But. Probably need a bit more knowledge around that than what most people would have. I got but, you. I got you. Yeah. Um, Can you speak with an American accent? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Try something. I feel like, like yeah. putting him on the spot. I feel like I can, but I feel like I've been put on the spot again. <laughs> uh, it's no big deal, man. All right. Well, listen. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming to our city, and we hope you enjoy your time here, man. Thank you, Preston. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, man. <laughs> All right. You. We're going to go to the phone, see if we can get an answer, uh, find out what our word is. And I'm going to go to Cecilia. Hey, Cecilia. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. Do you know our word of the week? Yes, I do. It is sank. Great day in the cookie-cut morning. Pierre says that's correct, Cecilia, and we're going to give you, it's nice and plain and simple, but awesome, a $500 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card. Congratulations. Yeah. Hang on the line, Cecilia. We'll get your information, and you, oh, I'm sorry. We'll get you, you can visit, (laughs) (laughs) I hate stevensinger.com for all information. Pierre is here. Hey, man, how you? Excellent, excellent. Wonderful, wonderful. We found out earlier, Pierre, that you're going to live forever because you're late to things. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes, I've heard these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Did you um, hear us talking? That would have been too early for you to hear, I think, when we were No, no, about. I was up. Uh, oh, yeah, of course you were. <laughs> I remember what, it well. What am I thinking? No, it was a study at Harvard University. That it was says a study at Harvard. People that are always running behind. Running behind. Are. Are. Really swell. No. <laughs> Well, uh, they're they just are... incredibly swell human beings who love and get love because the love you give is equal to the love you take. Wow. Now, wait a minute. No, the love are... you take is equal to the love you <laughs> make. Thanks. They are happier and live longer. I yeah. rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. That's to everybody. That's I rest my case. <laughs> Bosses, friends, sweethearts, everyone over the years, coworkers. That's it. Nice. Okay. Uh, what's up on the show today? I thank you for asking. Lots of concerts in the area. We've got Bob Seeger in his actually farewell. Uh, not only tour, but the last show of the tour is tonight. Which we, we, we originally, when it was announced that this would be the final show, we were like, it seemed obvious we thought he'd do. Detroit, His hometown Detroit, yeah, absolutely. But he chose Philly. It doesn't make any sense, to be honest. Uh, some think that maybe he'll do some. Uh, he has played there on this tour, but uh, one would think he would conclude in Detroit. But yeah. uh, maybe he'll do some specialized shows there. Uh, but the, you know, I talked to Jim Sutcliffe from Live Nation, and he said there is nothing else scheduled. So 
this looks to be the last show of the last tour. Uh, On the last the show of a last tour, you might expect special guests. You never know. Right. Uh, he, um, you know, uh, the body of work that he's got is phenomenal. That is. Uh, you know, if you start thinking about so, so many songs, not just... Uh, you know, uh, old night moves, night moves, and things like that. I mean, song after song after. Oh, right, that one, and yeah. that one, and that one. So uh, we'll do a block of Bob Seger. Uh, another big show is the Hooters tonight and tomorrow at the Keswick Theater. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're uh, sold out. I will find out for sure. Uh, but this has become an annual tradition, uh, which I host, and uh, me and Jackie will be there tomorrow, and um, so that'll be fun. We'll do a block of the Hooters, and then Blues Traveler. Uh, is doing uh, all of their four album, uh, as so many artists are. You referenced Green Day earlier. Uh, they're going to do that in a tour that's celebrating that record at the Fillmore on Sunday. So we'll do a block of uh, Blues Traveler. Lots of stuff. It's going to be a good day today, man. Thank you. Yes, it will. Enjoy. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show this morning has been brought to you by Acme Fresh Foods Local Flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show, also brought to you by... Uh, the Philly Pop Pops Rocks Abbey Road. Tickets are on sale now at phillypops.org. And by Primo Hoagies. Score big when you serve Primo Hoagies for the game. Order online at primohoagies.com. Uh, next week on our show, uh, Kevin Smith will be in the studio. Yeah! Nikki Glazer will be in our studio. Yeah! She's awesome, and uh, we will talk to George Lopez as well. There you go. A few good things are going on next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on, and have a great weekend, gang. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you, live. Hey, this is Denise from Cherry Hill. I got a public service announcement. This coming Sunday is the end of daylight saving time, not savings. There is no S, people. Next message. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. I love sweater weather. It feels so nice. Leaves are falling. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Sweater weather. Next message. What happened with Thanksgiving? Why are we going right from Halloween to Christmas? There's Thanksgiving in there, and last I checked, that was the holiday where you're thankful. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.